0: Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And we're live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special edition of Dream Chasers. This is the third of its kind, but also the first of its kind in another way. Uh, this is a long format interview, Dream Chasers, with myself, Adam Carswell, featuring my lifelong compadre, John Caldwell. Johnny, correct me if I'm wrong, but we've done, like I said, this is our third long format. You were on, I want to say, episode 49, episode 71 with Nadir Price, who should be joining us today as long as he wakes his Belizean self up. (laughs) And uh, the reason why I said today is also the first of its kind is because we are recording video. Um, While we haven't done it in the past, I think mainly just to, to protect against technological difficulties, but you know what this time we said, forget about it you guys can see our faces. So, um, yeah. What were you on up? Help me remember were you. It was it 49 and 71 that you were on.
1: Uh, I, you know, I couldn't even tell you that, but what's up, Adam? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to take a look here through, through the list. I'm pretty sure those were the ones. And guys, if you, if you haven't listened to those interviews, um, you know, these are, like we said, these are long format, so it's going to take you a good five to six hours to get through the last two that we did. But I have to say, know, those are some of my favorite interviews. They're much different than the rest because, you know, we do discuss business-related topics, but it's much more focused on just like, like life conversations, life discussions. And I think those can be just as valuable, if not more uh, for whoever's listening, as we chase our dreams. And so, yes, 71, episode 71, that was released on September 13th, or as we like to say, September 13th, and mm-hmm. where was, oh, 49 was a ways back. Dang, Poppy, I didn't realize we did it that far back. Um, 49, no, it was not 49, where was it? Hmm, <laughs> maybe it's in the 50s. How's the weather, how's the weather in Chardon, Ohio today?
1: No weather in Chardon, Ohio. Um, I think it's going to be mid thirties today.
2: Okay. Wow. So
1: uh, a little warm up from what we had, uh, the beginning of the week now. So we got, we actually finally got our first big snowfall, um, this past weekend. I think it was this past weekend kind of continued into the beginning of the week, but so yeah, there's a good amount of snow on the ground right now. There's like six inches here, but compares nothing, um, to what you're dealing with right now in Newfoundland. (laughs) Which actually made headlines nationally, which is crazy. And uh, since we all, like all of our buddies, actually know someone you who lives there now, which is crazy. So that's pretty pretty wild. You got to tell everybody about that and how it's how things have been going.
0: Yeah, yeah. Seriously, the snow again. And I just found it. Um, the first one that we did it was episode fifty nine, not forty nine. So if anyone ah, okay. can see there, Johnny was on fifty nine, seventy one, and now. Uh, this is looking like episode. Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself because we have some other ones in the pipeline, but
2: somewhere in the nineties, this one's going live. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, let me clear my throat. Had to
0: mute it. <laughs> All right. So yes, Noam Megedon Twenty Twenty, as uh, everyone around here has been calling it. I don't even know where to start. Uh, about two weeks ago, maybe even three now, there was a huge storm that came through here and. Um, I want to say there was like close to 90, between 70 to 90 centimeters of snow on that first storm. And the city was able to rebound within like one or two days. There wasn't much of a shutdown or maybe like the first day, everything was kind of shut down. I can hardly remember though, except for it was like a lot of snow and everyone was freaking out. And they're like, yeah, we haven't gotten a storm like that since, you know, 2001. And, uh, so it's just like, all right, cool. And then two weeks later, what we just went through comes through and when it's coming through everyone's freaking out like this is gonna be a big one it's gonna be crazy like so much snow and meanwhile I'm kind of thinking to myself like all right well everyone was just freaking out two to three weeks ago about the huge dump of snow that we got so this one's probably gonna be just just the same as that one like they'll they'll figure it out they'll clear the streets it'll be fine and um I just couldn't have been further from like reality (laughs) what actually happened like the storm came through and it still felt like it was just as bad as the first one, but I think the, the winds were tougher. And then also you got to remember pretty much all the snow from that first storm. Most of it had been shoveled out of the way, but like it's still there. So when you have anywhere from 40 to 70 centimeters of snow still on the side of the streets or whatever, and then another like 90 to a hundred whatever <laughs> come through and dump on top of that, which I'm still getting used to measuring in centimeters uh, For all my Canadian yeah, listeners, I'm sorry, I, I was raised in inches, <laughs> which is, you know, it's always like one thing where uh, once you start traveling outside the U.S., you're kind of like, dang it, why the heck do we have to, why do we have to be so stubborn and do things different? Because uh, now, I, well, actually, I'm finally getting used to to, the, to telling the temperature in Celsius. It took me a little while. But anyways, so um, however however many inches that is. But my dad messaged me yesterday and he asked, like, you know, how much snow was it? And you know, I'm six foot five. So I have to say there was certainly parts around town here. And I'm sure other parts of Newfoundland where, you know, like the snow was stacked higher than I am. And there was people that actually got snowed into their homes, couldn't get out. Thank God. um, That was not the case for me. I was, you know, I had enough food to get through, but I definitely did not go to to the store in advance because I just wasn't thinking it was going to be that crazy. Uh, I have to give a, a big thank you to one of my friends, Jen Rose. She, uh, what was it? it was like two or two or three nights ago. Um and I had like enough food, but like I was getting down to like tuna, bologna, and like rice. <laughs> like, that's all I had. And uh <laughs> her and her friend were coming over to hang out and I'm like, hey, if you got like any other food, like this is what I'm down to. So that'd be awesome. Like if you could bring some stuff. And she came through with like best care package ever. So definitely made me nice. feel like, all right, cool, you know, got some got some loving family here. That's <laughs> got my back. Uh but yeah I would say Thankfully, I was never scared or like afraid for my life. The fr- oh, so I will say though, the first night the power went out and that was interesting because at first I was talking to people on Snapchat and Instagram and people were saying their power was going out. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there playing Super Mario Strikers, bumping my music, like having a good time by myself. Okay. I'm like, man, thank God. Thank God so much that the power is still going for me. And, you know, this was around like 9 or 10 p.m. And then I'm still up doing my thing till it's probably like one 30 and then the power goes out and, I'm, and it flickered on and off a few times. I'm like, all right, cool. But then it actually just like completely went out and I'm like, oh uh, yeah. And I just remembered something too. I have to, uh, because this is long format, you know, there's kind of like no rules on this interview. I have to send I just remember, I have to send a t- text to my, uh, to my landlord, Steve Campbell. He's the man. But, um, <clears throat> so back to the story, power goes out. And thankfully, I have a propane fireplace in my house. And you saw this because I sent it to all the all the boys on Snapchat, but I just took my blanket and pillows, put them next to the fireplace, <laughs> turned it on, and fell asleep on the hardwood floor. really was not comfortable at all, but um, created a new life memory and experience for myself. Woke up the next day. Power was still out until probably like two or three in the afternoon, but thankfully, it came back on and uh, just kind of went out into the street, started walking around, and Surprisingly, like a lot of people were all out in the streets too. Uh, The streets were plowed, but not for cars to go through just for people to walk on. So it was basically people streets. And, uh, you know, most people were pretty much outside because they were trying to shovel themselves out of their house. And again, thankfully, the way my house is positioned, it's it's literally God's touch. Like, I I don't even know how to explain it. Basically, the way the house I live in is positioned was the wind blew all of the snow away from the front of the house and even the driveway. So like, if somebody wanted to come park there, they could have. But there's the only house in the whole street that was like that, so. Um, yeah,
1: you don't even have a car.
0: I know, yeah, and that, pff, this, is a, this is a perfect reason why I really am cool not owning a car here. Uh, summertime is no problem, but it's a real pain in the butt to maintain a car in the winter here, just because of yeah. snowstorms coming through. I can, I can. Yeah, so. So, yeah, uh, I mean, really, we're still in the state of emergency here. I think it's going to be lifted today. Finally, it's uh, January 22nd, and this is Wednesday. So whatever date um, I can check, actually. So whatever date last Thursday was, was it Thursday? The storm came in on Thursday night. So I guess actually Friday, the 17th. So the 17th through the 22nd, the city's been in state of emergency, which pretty much means like If you're caught driving in the streets, then, uh, you'll receive a thousand dollar fine or something like that, which there's some pretty, in my opinion, like that rule goes against common sense. And I've noticed here in in Canada and honestly, really even just North America at large, there are some rules out there that, (laughs) that really go against common sense, which we're probably going to start going down that rabbit hole later. But like, (laughs) I think when you start living in a society where there's rules against common sense, then, uh, it's not a red flag, but it's like a yellow flag. Like, I don't know. So (laughs) before I get distracted, I want to finish up the story on the stove again. I went to the grocery store yesterday, never seen anything like it before. Literally hundreds of people crammed in there like in line to buy food to the point where I was actually like, man, like, you know what? I'm good. Got that care package last night for my buddy. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna stand here in line for two hours to get, you know, bread or whatever. But I sent, like, you've seen, you saw it. I was sending you all the snaps, I think, right? Did you see, you know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah. Yep. Said,
0: yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just like an experience that I can't believe I got to experience. And thankfully, I was blessed through the whole thing. And it just reminded me of, uh, you know, in a way, I'm getting, I feel like I'm kind of getting close to, to seeing all Mother Nature has to offer. Um, obviously, there's probably some extremities that I haven't experienced yet, but I just had flashbacks to when I lived in Belize going through insane amounts of heat. I'll never forget one time like getting into a van. Now the van was probably hot from sitting in the sun, but when sometimes the temperature will read on the on the inside of the vehicle and I remember getting in the van and it said like 120 degrees or something like that. I'm like, wow. I've never been in something this hot before. Uh, I've never seen wind in my life, like the wind that exists here. And that's part of the reason why the storm was so bad. I think like if you went outside you would just feel the wind smacking you right in the face. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was rough. Like I wanted the, the first portion of the storm came through and I wanted to <clears throat> just kind of be brave and experience it for myself. I went outside thinking I was going to be able to walk around for like a half hour. Or so I lasted like five minutes just cause the snow was just blasting it in my face and I didn't have any like glasses or anything. So, uh, so experienced that experienced seeing snow taller than me hit the, you know, come to the ground. And then uh, I also had the Belizean flashbacks to some of the rainstorms that would come through in central America. It was just like a fireworks show. So and powerful. And, it's poof, and you might even, you might've experienced some of those too when you came down to visit me. I can't remember, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So seen some cool things and alive to tell the story. And hopefully we have some more. And again, I'm not sure exactly when this interview is going live, but it's Wednesday and I'm going to Los Angeles on Friday for the intelligent investors, real estate conference. So that'll definitely be a nice change of pace from, from what I've been experiencing the past, uh, past week.
1: <laughs> so I want to backtrack cause I, just popped in my mind while you were you're were speaking about everything. Your fireplace was still working though, even though your power was out. You were able to still use it.
0: Yeah, because um, it was a uh, or it is a propane fireplace, so it doesn't need electricity to function. Another thing that I completely forgot while the power was out, like because I was just eating like, I think I was just eating like the bananas and chips that I had left over while the power was out. Because I forgot, I was thinking I had an electric stove, but my stove is also propane, so I, I could have been cooking the whole time the power was out too. I just oh, forgot. Uh- <laughs> When the power came back on, I was like, oh, dang it. I could, I actually could have been cooking <laughs> last night.
1: Crazy. Well, now we just got to get you through a hurricane, and uh, you can experience that, and then uh, you'll be good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. There's actually a lot of forces of nature I've not I'm not experienced. This. <laughs> I guess you could say earthquake because we've had like one or two in our entire lives in the Cleveland area, but that those were like baby quakes. You know?
1: Those are baby ones, yeah.
0: Volcanoes, earthquakes tornadoes hurricanes tsunamis i guess there's a lot that actually i have not experienced and actually now that i say all of those out loud i think i'll be okay if i never had to experience any of those yeah (laughs) you know i think i'll be perfectly fine but i guess if i do you know whatever
1: yeah you know something that i've thought about lately um mother nature sometimes scare is scary like to me at least when things like that are so powerful, like I, I think wind scares me more than anything when the wind is like very strong. Um, like a month ago, actually, it was probably less than that. It was really windy here. And um, I was coming home late at night. And I You know where I live, it's kind of in the woods and stuff. So um, I, I, park, I park my car, you know, where we park our car, there's trees all around. And I get out of my car and I just hear all this <laughs> of trees and stuff and they're blowing around. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, I need to like move now. I feel like one of these trees is going to fall on me like any moment. It was, it was, it's scary. I don't know. And yeah. just like, I don't know about you even being right by the ocean sometimes when it's really, really windy, like a really, really windy day. And it's so powerful. It like moves you. It's a little scary to me. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's just something that I realized um, recently for me. It's like, wow, nature is really powerful. And uh, I don't know if I should necessarily be scared of it, but that's kind of how I feel sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, if, if wind is something that inspires you to realize how powerful nature is, then whenever you do finally come to visit me, you'll get to feel it. (laughs) Because I think think St. John's is actually ranked like the third windiest city in the world or something like that. Um, Apparently Chicago is not even, you know, Chicago is the windy city, but Chicago, according to the list that I'm referring to, isn't even in the top 10. So uh, yeah, the wind, there's a few spots in town where it's, it's like, it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. If you're walking like a certain direction on the street, you'll always feel the wind in your face or if you're going the other way, you'll always feel the wind blowing against your bag. This is one place I've found like I hardly ever take or do phone calls when I'm outside because there's like 80% of the time there's going to be wind noise. It's kind of funny, but it's true.
1: Interesting. Yeah. 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 I would, I would imagine that, um, Countries that are on the coast of the ocean or not, uh, just places on the coast mm-hmm. of the ocean will be a lot noisier than somewhere like Chicago or we call it the windy city, but
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: you
0: know, I guess Chicago is, is maybe the windy city. Cause it's like right there on uh, Lake Michigan. So it right. got the wind coming off the lake, you know, in Cleveland where you're at gets actually, yeah. I, I don't know. Does Northeast Ohio get more snow than any other part of Ohio? I feel like we do.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Because of the lake effect
0: snow, yeah. And that's the one thing where I do tell people here, like obviously we've never seen anything like this in Cleveland, but I have been pretty well conditioned for for snowstorms from living in the Cleveland area.
1: Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to mention too. I don't know if you remember when we were real little kids. I think it was 1996. We had like four feet of snow here. Do you remember that? I think
0: I do. uh, And I want to say it was around like – Thanksgiving time or something because I do remember at a young age having a snow, I think taller, like higher, taller than me <laughs> yeah, and uh, going right. outside and like making an igloo with uh, like my mom or Leah and Paul or something like that. I do remember that vaguely. I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> our parents definitely remember it.
1: Right. Yeah, I remember I remember my mom picking me up and from our porch and literally throwing me on top of the snow pile. and it it took me it probably took me a good half hour to get through my yard to the street where I saw my neighbors playing and they didn't even hear me but I was trying to call them and by the time I got all the way there they went back inside (laughs) was
2: that
0: was that your your place where you live now yeah yeah right here yeah I'm just checking my phone here to see where our Belizean Buddy is. No sign of Mandy yet. I, actually, one of the nights, because <clears throat> i pretty much just, for the most part, been in my house for close to the past 96 hours, because <laughs> it's like, what else is there to really do right now? Everything's closed. Um, but uh, no, I talked to Nadir for like four hours <clears throat> the other day, and we had a really good conversation. And we talked about this, too, and all the cool things we we're going to talk about on the podcast. So. I hope he wakes up the main thing is I mean, I don't know what time is it for you right now where you're at nine thirty in the morning okay, so I wanna say Belizean time he's i think he's two hours behind you, so normally oh, he, wow. normally he's not up <laughs> <laughs> this early uh so I don't know I'm sure again we've got we're gonna be at this for uh wait, so we start we started. Close to a half hour ago. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got another yeah. two hours in the tank. Now, guys, I mean Johnny and I also I know throughout our lives, you could say we've pretty much known each other since we were like four or five. Like, I don't know, I'm a year older than you, but like same both mm-hmm. born or not. I'm not a year older, but we're both born in '91. Uh, so whenever we went to KCF, so yeah, like age four or five. So that means we've known each other for 24 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah about to be twenty five and uh, throughout the country throughout, throughout our career we've probably had about i don't know a hundred two hour long phone calls at sophomore. yeah, <laughs> especially back in the the late high school days um, but yeah, so I don't know did you um i mean you're getting ready to move to Florida, right? Are you still looking at doing mm-hmm.
1: that yeah, it's becoming more real. Now um, as far as the the time frame, um, it is definitely going to be the end of February, or very beginning of March somewhere in that time frame. Um, we me and my girlfriend have decided pretty much decided on a place we want to live now. so it's it, things are looking things are looking good. it's exciting. I um, um, you know new year. New decade. It's just like a new fresh start. It just everything. It, everything's aligning um, perfectly in my life right now to make that transition to start fresh. At, if you would say and um, um, attack new things, new goals, and mm-hmm. all that. So very exciting time for us.
0: What uh, what city were you guys looking at again?
1: We're gonna go to Fort Myers.
0: Okay, <clears throat> that is was Fort Myers where you and I went for. Uh, yeah, it is. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so that's um, <clears throat> it's West Coast Florida, right? Yes, Gulf Coast.
1: That's correct, Gulf Coast. Yep, South, uh, right, right above Naples, um, below Tampa Bay. You know, right in that area. But it's a, uh, it's very um, up and coming there. That is one of the fastest growing populations in the entire country. Um, It's still a very small city, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Fort Myers, the metropolitan area is a lot bigger. Um, Some of the other cities next to it are actually bigger than it. And people don't realize because they're like just residential. Like Cape Coral is over a hundred thousand people, but Fort Myers is still under a hundred thousand people. And really? in, uh, oh, wow. in the last, in the last 10 years, it's grown by 20,000 people. So it's really, it's really booming. Um, so it's, it's old people there, but, um, a lot of young professionals too. So that's kind of like the aspect we were looking for. If we we're going to go anywhere. Right. It, obviously.
0: <laughs> and that's the, I mean, that's ba- That is the Tampa Bay area. Correct.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's an hour South of there. So
0: okay. yeah. Because, yeah, I know, I, I do know the Tampa area um, when it comes to commercial real estate, uh, multifamily in particular, and actually, you know what? Uh, self-storage and maybe mobile home parks, maybe all three of those asset classes. Sorry, I'm going to get technical here for a second. But um, I just know that, <laughs> that there's, there's, there's a lot of growth happening there. And so something to keep in mind if you want to position yourself in the commercial real estate industry, if you move down there. Um, I don't know about you doing any t- like type of full-time work, but being, being boots on the ground there could actually be really valuable to the point where maybe even um, just me working through you might actually become something. So that would be, v- it'd be valuable if you moved down there um, for sure. I, that's, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'll send you mm-hmm. – I feel like I had someone on the show too from that area or I, no, I, just, I just had a phone call with someone who's in that area. Luke Watson. Um yeah, once you get down there I'll connect you with Luke. I can't cool. even remember exactly what he does, but I know he's in, in commercial. Um yeah, so what are you uh you're you're doing the Amazon thing still right now and then um did are you substitute teaching did I hear?
1: Yep. Yeah. I was wondering if that's why you,
0: I saw you change your Instagram name is that so your students can't
2: find you?
1: <laughs> no no, that's just um that's just for um a personal brand. Oh. You know that I really want to start doing so nice. um, lots of big things to come with that um, slow and steady but eventually hopefully it becomes a big thing yeah so as as you know and um, everybody we, we talked about it before my nickname is Poppy Seed uh-huh. so I, I changed all my usernames to Poppy Seed it's Poppy Seed it's underscore Poppy Seed go so follow him folks that's my brand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Poppy Seed And I'll tell the story (laughs) briefly. Johnny got his nickname back in, man, 2011? Yeah, I think it was 2011. Um, 2011,
1: 2012, somewhere around there.
0: We went on a, 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 a trip with all of our friends to Cedar Point, which at that point in time, I mean, the trips to Cedar Point are always a good time, but that was like... One of our first times like yo like we're we're gonna drive somewhere like without our parents we're gonna rent a hotel like yeah it it was a big deal and you know we're only driving like an hour and a half from where we live but uh, we (laughs) we did it and we were eating at olive garden at some point during during the day during our cedar point adventure Uh, it was
2: bob evans
0: oh yes bob evans good catch (laughs) and uh i don't know poppy poppy ordered a (laughs) <laughs> he ordered a salad and they asked what kind of dressing he wanted, and he said he wanted poppy seed dressing. And somehow, he started calling him Johnny Poppy
1: Seed. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny yeah. Apple Seed, Johnny Poppy Seed. Yeah. Johnny Poppy yep. Seed's better,
0: it's more original. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, go follow. It's Poppy Seed, the next it's brand poppy coming Teeth. to you from 2020. And another thing Johnny's really good at, and makes sense why he's starting the personal brand, is if you look at the hat that he's wearing, it's a Liberland mm. hat. Which I kind of want to say to you, like, if you could explain to our listeners what Lieberland is and the role that you've played with the country. And then, um, you know, I just like, I, I obviously, because of how I've gotten involved with Lieberland, I do know more about the country <laughs> than, than you do. But I kind of want to, I kind of want to hear it from yeah. your perspective and then
2: I'll like fill in the gaps.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can rate me on how how
2: explaining it. sounds good
0: I think we're having we're having a little bit of a connection issue there Um, no I mean that's that's probably my fault and yes everyone listening apologize if there is any connectivity issues along the way Uh, we're doing our best so anyway sorry you were starting to talk about Lieberland (laughs)
1: yeah So libertarian is a country forming in Europe that will be the freest country in the world. Um, It already is. Yeah, okay, there you (laughs) go. It already is. is. And um, so it's between Croatia and Serbia, a little chunk of land that the president figured out was not claimed by either of the countries um, after a war that took place in the 1990s. So he went there, stuck a flag in the ground, declared it Liberland. And, um, so right now there's a lot of things in the work works, just trying to get there and trying to build land build on the land. Um, but Croatia not having it still, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but they've blockaded anybody from entering the country. So vit, the president, um, has been working very hard meeting with, um, different diplomats from countries all over the world to get Lieberland recognized as, um, as a country by the rest of the world. So um, it's a long process and um, the country is going to be founded on blockchain technology and its national currency will be a cryptocurrency. And um, yeah, how did I do?
0: <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I would say uh, one thing that we like to say to just put a more of a positive spin on it because it is, you know, it is true. The Croat, and for I don't know, you know, it's for whatever reason, the Serbian country of Serbia has supported the growth and prosperity of Liberland much more than Croatia. And I don't even know exactly why, but that's just how it's played out. So uh, the Serbian side of the Danube River, right by Liberland, Belgrade, Sambor, Apatine, all of those cities are basically know, where Liberland is currently headquartered as far as actions that are being taken to further the country. And flip over mm-hmm. to the Croatian side, you know, even though Croatia has openly and publicly and, and legally even come out and said, this is not our land, this is not our territory, they, uh, they have still chosen to put a, a police blockade in the Danube River around the Country and basically island. If you look at it on a map, it's it's basically an island of Lieberland. So the fun thing that we like to say, to put again the positive spin on it, is Croatia is protecting our land for us for when we're ready to start building. (laughs) Because honestly, uh, where we're at now, April thirteenth is the fifth anniversary of Lieberland, and I should say I'm also the host of the Lieberland Show, a podcast, and that's part of the reason why I am on the internal development of the country. but really, we're not. It's kind of good that Croatia is doing what they're doing because we still need time to prepare for uh, when it's time to start building a physical infrastructure on our land. Um, you know, starting a country from scratch is kind of like starting a business from scratch, only way more complex. <laughs> and so, it just simply, it takes time. And a good thing that you mentioned about recognition is uh, Liberland is continuously gaining more and more recognition every day. President Yedlichka is in a new country or new city almost every day speaking. He was just in Hong Kong last week. He's in Davos, Switzerland. This week, uh, we have a conference coming up in Acapulco, Mexico in February that I'll be at with a few of the leaders of our country. Um, I mean, Lieberland is always on the go for the past five years, and there's plenty, especially if you go online, of it of a digital trail of the achievements and successes that the country's had moving forward towards, you know, according to the UN becoming, um, a real country. I kind of, Oh man, I hate legal. I don't hate legal stuff, but like, you know, sometimes I just think it's like, you know, it's so inconvenient and just unnecessary for people to have to have a permission slip or a piece of paper to go where they want to go in this world. Uh, but that's just how it is. And so when it comes to the powers that be controlling what is and isn't the country, that's, that's again, for later in this interview, when you start going down the old, the old rabbit hole, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, I'm locked and loaded. But, uh, so anyways, you know, Liberland, we're, we're doing some big things. We have, uh, I can't remember if I already said this, but 90 over 90 representatives in different countries around the world, new embassies opening every day, different forms of recognition from government associated entities, uh, and we're getting closer and closer to our first official country. I mean, there's, there's multiple countries that have come out and expressed recognition and support and awareness that Liberland is a country. But there's a certain, like, official legal process that needs to take place. And I just know there's some islands in the Caribbean, um, some connections that we have in Central America, and a few other places around the world that are getting very close to officially recognizing Liberland as a country. There is um, Another micronation, or it might not even be considered a micronation anymore, called uh, Somaliland, close to Somalia in Africa, uh, but much safer right now than I'd say in Somalia. Uh, Somaliland is is you know basically our partner, and there's plenty of uh, information on that if you go ahead and Google it. I think if anyone wants a vision for what Liberland could potentially look like one day, you know, really how we view it is a, is an economic powerhouse similar to Hong Kong, um, Qatar. Monaco, Monte Carlo. If you look at any of these small countries, um, there's even another one um, in Central Europe. Starts with the L. I can't remember off the top of my head, but basically, um, you
2: know,
0: <laughs> yeah, besides, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be two of them now. It is Central
2: Europe.
0: Uh, Liechtenstein. Is that it? I don't know. I, I Not might be messing enough. it up. Singapore. Singapore Singapore is another example. So, you know, all of those, everything we just named are basically cities that are states and they are all economic powerhouses. And with the way the future is going, especially with the, in in my opinion, the phrase that's getting a little bit overused now, but blockchain technology, Mm -hmm. uh, Liberland is paving the way. So, uh, you know, really, I think our main focus as a country is to just, you know, finally get the green light from the establishments that we need to get the green light from because, you know, they really don't have much to lose. You know, Lieberland can go out there and set a a shining example or it could go out there and completely tank, but you never know until you have an example to begin with. And we, you know, we want to be that shining light, that example that shows the world, you know, this is how things can be done. And one thing that that we did not mention about Lieberland, which is the beautiful thing, and this is actually kind of similar to Qatar because there's no taxation in Qatar. And same goes for Lieberland. Taxation is voluntary. So if you do want to pay your taxes, you can. And you're kind of like, well, why would you ever, You know, why would you if you didn't have to? And the main, uh, I don't look for the right word, but the main thing behind paying taxes in Lieberland is if you want to vote and you want your voice to be heard in who is running the country, that's when your participation in taxation is considered you know, valuable or counted. So if you don't care who's running the country and you just want to keep running your business and you don't want to pay taxes, you don't have to, which that's pretty much impossible to find almost anywhere in the world right now, except for a few places. And, uh, you know, so it's, that's another reason why it's a great playground for economic and entrepreneurial development.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I actually didn't know that about um, Qatar that they, didn't have taxation there. That's really cool. That's really interesting. I'll have to look into that country more and learn more about it. Um, Yeah. So one question I have, maybe you can answer it um, because I actually don't know the answer to this. Um, Lieberland's land is that all on Cro- the Croatian side? That little, I i know what the outline looks like, but is there more to it than what I'm imagining? Is there more on that other side, the Serbian side, like that coast? Is any of that land considered Liberland's?
0: Yeah, if you look at the Danube River <clears throat> and where Liberland is positioned, mm-hmm. it does, you know, to the naked eye, it does appear as though it is, as you said, on the Croatian side, which could really lead to why Croatia has decided to respond to us the way that they have, um, but you know, it's, at the end of the day, like I said, it's a little bit puzzling because they've also come out and said this is not our land, <laughs> but they're protecting right. it for us. So <laughs> whatever. But yeah, if you look at it out on a map, uh, it is kind of, I guess you could say, like on the on the Croatian side. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I guess we got to give a plug to uh, the website that you created for Liberland. So as we mentioned, guys, right. I, I, ho- I host the Liberland show, the podcast. Go ahead and just again just do a web search on it liberland show adam carswell sure something will pop up for you to take a listen to the show and then johnny who's really good at creating web merchandise websites uh, created shopliberland.com so go ahead and check out shopliberland.com and also take a look at the hat that he's wearing right now uh he designed that i know it's it's kind of like a a simple hat, right. But it's cool. Like yeah. there's no other place in the world to get Lieberland gear. As far as I'm concerned, besides the, the, uh, way that Johnny set it up. So, um, spread the yeah, word. I guess I
1: forgot to mention that when I, um, was giving my spiel at the beginning, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get into what I actually do for the country. And that's, that's, um, really what the only thing I've really partaken in was to create, um, a site where people can get merch to help promote the country basically. And, um, a portion of the proceeds, um, as we, as more and more people start to buy, I will definitely donate it to the Lieberland Aid Foundation um, to help the country grow even more.
0: Yeah, and i, I try trying to remember the Liberland Aid Foundation website because I've had them on the show before too, but that's another great cause. If you are listening and you are someone who likes to give um, and you want to give to a charity or support a foundation that, again, you know, This is definitely subjective or my opinion, but you know, if you want to give to a cause that's actually making a real impact and changing the world, that's a great place to start. Definitely my choice charity. I got a few other ones. I like Hoop Dreams Belize a lot too, because, uh, you know, that, (laughs) that that charity changed my life. Shout out to coach Brad's and a deer. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we catch you here, boy. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I like your flag behind you, Johnny, uh, repping, repping the hometown strong for the interview.
1: Yeah, the Indians flag. <laughs> Did
0: you get, what'd you get still got you
1: got the still got the chief on there. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it, it's uh I actually got it from like AliExpress I think <laughs> a couple uh, years ago.
0: Is the I forgot is Chief Wahoo officially banned?
1: Yeah, there's no more Chief Wahoo as of last year 2019 mm. season.
0: Okay. I saw that the Indians are switching so oh, here we go. I've got my Indians here, right here, too. Nice, <laughs> classic Cleveland C. Um, so next year they're switching back to the cursive I instead of the C, right? Can I see that? Yeah,
1: taking it, taking it back to two thousand and two, two thousand and three, two thousand and four. Whenever they were using that, I like that better than that the block C for sure. Yeah. I, I'm
0: not a fan of the block C. Well, the block C is just it's a little bit more universal. So I guess. I, you know, cause like you, unless you're from Cleveland, I feel like you might not know when you see the block C, you might be like, Oh wait, is that Chicago? Is that, right. uh, you know, you don't know which C it is. So with the cursive eye, I think it's mm-hmm. definitely much more distinctive. I mean, they've been having a cursive eye across the chest,
1: but just not on the hat. Correct. Yep. That, that script, the Indian script, that that cursive writing is pretty iconic too. That's definitely like a, a brand logo for them. Um, that they still have. So it's still very recognizable. And now that Chief Wahoo isn't there anymore, which I'm I'm bummed about, but um, we don't need to get all into that. Unless you <laughs> <we> want to. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, uh, I I actually would love to, because it's um, <clears throat> yeah, time, time to spice things up. So yeah, political correctness is, uh, is an interesting topic. And this mm-hmm. is why I'm going to keep referring to him, hopefully until he hops on the call. But this is why I really wanted to have Nadir on the line because one thing that we spoke about the other day and he, he would be able to provide much more evidence and direction and facts and ways for people to go check this for themselves basically. But during our conversation, I said something to him like, uh, and actually the moral of the story is why I'll say this first, because it's just like basically what we just talked about. But at the end of the, at the end of the story, Nadir is like, this is why when it comes to racism, I just kind of chuckle and laugh to myself and just like, don't take it serious at all. It's because, um, at some point during our conversation to him, I said something like, um, you know, in this, in this day and age, the common perception is that, um, you know, if you're, if you're black or you're someone with dark skin right now, then you're being oppressed. That's like, it's almost like, (laughs) it's almost like, like that's a fact. Like it, if you if you go around that's what people think is if you're if you have dark skin then you are currently being oppressed and um (laughs) i said to nadir i was like you know what because because life simply comes and goes in moves in waves i was like you know what i wouldn't be surprised if like you know 500 to a thousand years from now i never saw the movie black panther but apparently i heard in the movie black panther it's kind of like black people run the world or whatever Am I right? Did you ever see it?
1: <laughs> uh, well, they they have a they have like almost like a secret society
2: in a country that uh, they're able to world. Sorry, the internet connection Uh-oh. timed out for a second. There,
0: it's coming back now. Oh,
2: can, you, can you
1: hear me? It's like now? a
0: secret. You said like a secret society, though.
1: Yeah, it's like a secret society that they have the technology to shield themselves um, from satellites that they, the rest of the world can't see inside um, their 50-mile their radius of like country that's like uh, so technologically advanced beyond the rest of the world Like as far as what they have there. It was, okay. it was a cool movie. It was a cool yeah. Uh, concept.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see it. And it's another topic. Is you, you just know me. It's It's nearly impossible for me to ever watch a movie because I don't know how I am, but, uh, so, okay, cool. And so basically what I was saying to Nadir was, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if 500 to a thousand years from now, you know, everyone forgets about this life that we're living in here. And all of a sudden the world is being run by black people and then white people are the ones being oppressed. And Nadir's like, you know what, Adam, you know how he talks? He's like, that's so amazing that you said that. Because that's, <laughs> because that's exactly how things were three to 5,000 <laughs> years ago or something like that. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, he's like, and he started using all these cross references and things to validate basically what, what I was saying or what he was saying. But yeah, I mean, he basically, according to the history that we're not commonly taught or spoken to about um, African culture or black people, basically, influenced and ran the entire world. And you can, you can see this, he said through the Mayan civilizations and, um, you know, there's all kinds of like, I guess, conspiracy stuff too about like the pyramids and how all these things are different things are connected. But what he was saying was, you know, really like black people ran the world. And what happened was because Africa was the land of natural resources, milk and honey, and still is to this day. Um, you know, the white people who were being oppressed were basically forced out of Africa to the north, where resources were not necessarily as plentiful. And as they were pushed up to the north, um, they all still continued to fight amongst themselves. And then over time, kind of unified and came together. And then really what started happening at first was because, uh just say the continent of Africa was so rich in resources, they started selling their own people to the white people, and eventually that got to a point where it, it had gone too far. <laughs> they basically sold off too much of their own human resources to the whites to the point where all of a sudden white people had from coming together after being oppressed enough unification and power and strategy to now flip the script and come over and <laughs> start dominating africa and Whenever all this started <laughs> taking place was kind of when that switch and who 's running the world kind of happened and the way the projections look look right now look like um, it's getting ready to be the Chinese, you know, the Chinese people's turn to run the world for however many of the next amount of years, because again, Africa is the land of resources and the Chinese are slowly but surely working their way into Africa. And mm-hmm. uh, Doug Casey, who's a very well-known author editor-in-chief. Everyone go check out internationalman.com if you want to learn about who Doug Casey is. I've gotten to meet him a few times, and uh, he wrote an article basically saying how um, <clears throat> within the next 50 to 100 years, uh, Africa will be very Chinese-influenced. Um, even in the article, like the picture of the article was the continent of Africa with the Chinese flag like across it. It was pretty, uh, pretty captivating, and how as that process is taking place, Europe over the next 50 to 100 years is going to become very much more black and Africans are going to kind of migrate up to Europe. I don't really remember or know where, for example, majority of white people are going to be according to Doug Casey's predictions, but it's just so interesting, so captivating. And it just, in my opinion, it just makes so much sense that I would not be surprised if this is what happens. And thankfully, we probably will be living long enough to see this play out, at least somewhat. The cool thing about it all is like, What happens is, again, everything in life just comes in waves. So you can sit there and freak out and be like, oh, the Chinese are going to take over and dominate the world. You can sit there and freak out and say, oh, the white people are going to take over the world. You can freak out and say black people. You can can create any storyline to freak yourself out. The main thing is life is just always changing. And if you can kind of take a step back and breathe and realize that you're not tied to what's physically going on and that you have this powerful, everlasting spirit, then you can kind of just be like, wow, this is, this is amazing and blood, sweat and tears, good things, bad things happening, you know, unfortunately or for better, for worse, that's just how life is. And, uh, that's why I'm with, I'm team Nadir on on racism because it's just like, just relax, everybody, please, please relax. Otherwise you're going to drive yourself and other people crazy.
2: Couldn't
1: agree more one thing I also mentioned that kind of backs up the point that, that Deere was
0: making and you were explaining. Yeah. And actually, hold on, hold on one second, Johnny. It seems like your, um, your microphone got quieter for some reason. Did, Uh-oh. Maybe it's just because you're leaning back.
2: Is it better now or not?
0: It's, it's, it is a little bit better now. I guess continue if it's, if it's like <laughs> bad, then all, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. The, to back up your point, I think, you know, if
1: you even look back to, um, the Israelite days where, you know, they were oppressed by Egypt, which is like darker skinned people. And, you know, Is Israelis like I guess would be considered like white people, right? The, the Jews. So that just there's another point of it, like where white people were being were the slaves of uh black people or whatever you wanna
0: Right. Yeah, that's definitely not referenced too often. And um, I think, I noticed when you leaned forward, I could hear your voice better. So I don't know if that was it okay. or what. I'll, yeah. I'll try to stay a little closer. <laughs> All right, and maybe it'll come, it could just be the connection trying to figure out what's the best bandwidth for hearing you speak. Um, either way, we'll enhance the quality of the call. And the audio version, video version, actually I don't think we'll be able to. We could though, I'm just thinking out loud, that would take way too long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Either way, thank you for tuning in, folks. We'll continue. Um, yeah, so it's just cool to look at uh, how the world operates and functions. And I think that, um, you know, as you we were saying earlier, or as I kind of as I was saying, once once certain parts around the world start creating rules and laws that really kind of go against what most would consider common sense, it's not a reason to, like, hurry up and get out or run away, but it is a reason to start questioning and start thinking, you know, how can you best position yourself for your own life and your own family and your own freedom moving forward? Um, You know, for me, I am very inspired by what looks to be this surge in uh, just growth that is projected for the continent of Africa to the point where there's a few African countries that I've got my eyes on where not only do I want to visit, but if I like them, this is probably the first time I've ever definitely said this publicly, let alone ever even said it. <laughs> but I would not mind having um, a residence somewhere in Africa where I could spend, you know, three to six months a year just to be positioned for if something goes south in the U.S. or Canada or anywhere else that, I'm, mm-hmm. that else I, I consider a residency or a home.
1: Cool. Yeah, I know. um from what I hear, Nigeria is going to be one of the like the biggest countries in the world. It's actually going to overtake um the U.S. population. It's going to surpass that in like 50 years or something.
0: Yeah, you uh, you actually that was one thing that ran through my head, and I forgot about in that same article. Man, I wish I could remember the name of it. I think if 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 you're listening right now, just go on again. Go on Google, do a web search, and just type in Doug Casey, Africa. China article interview Europe like just type in those keywords and it, it should pop up but uh in that in that article that he wrote it also predicts that Lagos uh the capital of Nigeria mm-hmm. will actually be within the next 50 to 100 years will be the most populated city in the entire world which is uh just wow. crazy to think cuz i th- i think what's number 1 right now actually what's the biggest city in the
1: world probably Tokyo
0: Tokyo might be uh, I know Mexico City is like top three, which I'm actually going to be in Mexico City for like a hot minute when I do I'm that. I'm going to look this up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jamie, look it up.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, go ahead and look up uh, most populated cities in the world. Oh, you know what? One of them might be India, like okay, India.
1: I think yeah. India's so, got like three of them. I think this is going by metropolitan areas, What's what the I'm top looking top. at right now. Um, Tokyo is number 1. Okay. I actually clicked the link. It was showing on Google like um Tokyo's number 1 metropolitan area 37 million people. Mm. Um Delhi, New Delhi, India is number 2. Um just south of 30 million and Shanghai, China. Sao Paulo, Brazil. Mm. Wow. Number 4, Mexico City's number 5. Um Cairo that's Egypt right
2: Yeah
0: wow
1: 20 million people Dhaka
2: uh,
1: what's uh, Dhaka
0: Dhaka is that is it's in the Indian area but I don't think it's India it might be um ah, what country I got to look it up now It might be Dhaka India yeah.
1: Ah Bangladesh
0: Bangladesh Dang it I knew that
1: Wow <laughs> I didn't I'm learning, I'm learning new things already. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, and then uh, number eight is Mumbai. Yeah, look at
0: all these Indian nine. cities.
1: Yeah, nah, Beijing's number nine, and then Osaka. What's That's Osaka? Japan,
0: that? wow. Japan's two. top t- two in the top ten. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't, New York city is not even to like, where's New York city at?
1: <laughs> I, I just see the top 10 on this. Oh, okay. here we go. Here's the, here's the whole list. New York city is nowhere near any of these. Yeah. New York city. I'm scrolling. Oh, it's number
0: 38. Wow. Why? <laughs> so that's, Oh, just, you know what?
1: It's, this does, I think this is actually the actual city population. Wow. Um, that's crazy. Tokyo has that. many people. Wow. Yeah. Cause New York city, it says has, um, 8 million, 8.6. So that's about right for actual New York city, not the metro area. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah that's crazy because you know, especially I'd say for us growing up in, in Canada, I would say Toronto is the equivalent people mm-hmm. in the, in our countries view New York and Toronto as like, Mecca, like, like so many people so big <laughs> which it is like they are big um but it's just funny to think how they actually are <laughs> they're freaking tiny nice. <laughs> compared Whoa. to some other places
1: it's it's incredible that's incredible to me i didn't stuff i didn't know to be honest
0: i do have to say though i was in mexico city a year ago and uh like i said basically i have like a 12-hour layover there in february so um, I'll be there again, but not really like I was last time. And it was pretty easy to maneuver like through and around the city. So it didn't really, it didn't feel like, oh man, this is massive. I think maybe cause it's really spread out. I don't know. Going there, you wouldn't feel like it's, you wouldn't feel like it's much bigger than New York city, but it is a lot. Where,
1: where are you talking about? Mexico Sorry, city. Was, oh, nice. Cool. I didn't know you've been there.
0: Yeah. I went to, uh, EDC there last year. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Mexico City actually, dude, Poppy, you got to go there because it's really not that expensive to get there. There's a really nice area that I stayed in called Polanco, which is my friends referred to it as like the Beverly Hills of Mexico City. Very nice, very clean, very safe, super affordable compared to what we would consider expensive. Highly recommend. And actually, I'm going to, uh, I think, yeah, you know this, but I haven't really shared it on, on the podcast as far as I can remember. But I'm going to Serbia the beginning of April for two weeks for the Liberland an- anniversary. Uh, during that time, I'm going to also visit the Netherlands for about four days. I get there on April 1st. And then I think April uh, April 3rd through the 7th. I'll be in the Netherlands visiting my friend um, not Ashna, <laughs> but her friend because huh who's that her name is her name is Dory, um, and I know Dory through Ashna and um I mean I definitely look forward to seeing both of them while I'm there and a few other friends that I have, but yeah definitely Sweet. looking forward to that trip uh if I know you, you haven't been to Europe yet, but that's just another place where, um, man, everyone is so cool. And you can pretty much just go around the whole country and speak English. You're fine. Like everyone there speaks pretty, <laughs> pretty, good, pretty good English. And, uh, right. Yeah. I remember last time I was there, let me see if I can find it because I was looking at it the other day. I think actually I have it, I have it saved in my uh, videos here. But I remember, so we went out for the night one night you know, Saturday night or whatever. And we didn't even like consider walking out of the like my Airbnb that we were at until like midnight or something like that. Like, you know, in the US when, when you go out for the night, it's like especially in Cleveland, like you pretty much want to start getting ready to head out for the night, like I'd say close to ten because everything pretty much shuts down by two. And St. John's is almost I don't want to say is bad, but you know, everything shut down shuts down here on three. And uh I don't know. I like to have a good time, so when stuff's closing that early, it's like, what the heck? In Netherlands, Netherlands, we we left to go out at like midnight, and I got this video. If I can find it, oh man, where is it? There it is. I mean, the party was like it was it was just getting going, and uh, it says three forty because it's like the Snapchat filter on it. Three forty eight a.m. There oh, yeah. go. <laughs>
1: That's that's midnight in
2: the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: I don't know you, I'm trying to see if it's if you can even see it. I gotta watch it one more time. Who you pick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: that's that's my that's my. J- oh wait, no, here's another one. This is at uh, 4:58 a.m.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: Like we're still we're still going. Like I think we probably we probably ended up leaving there at like <clears throat> at like six. And uh I don't know. That's fun. For me, that's fun. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, looking forward to that trip. Um and the reason why I was referencing Serbia too is because Serbia is very affordable comparable to Mexico City. Like I don't have all of my accommodations set there yet, but I I do know I'll be there for the first two or three days of the trip. And I got like a An apartment with like a view of the city for like like 40 bucks a night or something like that and it's like it's nice it's uh it's nice so I'm sure you'll see it yeah sweet 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 yeah I mean what's up what's 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 going through your head I mean I could think of a a billion things to to talk about right now but uh I kind of want to give you the driver's seat (laughs)
1: i'm still i'm kind of still scrolling through this list of um cities i'm just like that's that's very interesting stuff to me (laughs) where
0: do you uh what's like what's like your dream uh destination for 2020 where's a place that you want to go that you've never been to before besides fort myers
1: wow (laughs) fort myers yeah i've been there before though um
0: (laughs) (laughs) true we can actually talk about that real quick too that's pretty epic. That's hilarious.
1: that's actually hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we were near there at least, you know, near. I know. Yeah, uh, that was a cra- crazy day. You want to just talk um, about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can bring that up first. Save save the other thing for after. Um, yeah, so me and Adam, I was living in D.C. with you that summer. I, I was interning. You guys were working there for Sherman Williams, and our landlord wanted uh help moving. Um, stuff from a condo that she lived in, in Fort Myers, uh, move everything up to DC so she could use it for an apartment there. So she flew me and Adam down to Fort Myers. We rented a U-Haul truck, loaded up everything all within what, what was it like <laughs> 14 hours we were there? <laughs> totally.
0: Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> like, Cause I just remember, yeah. I just remembered before we flew down, the day the day before we flew down, I went on a date, and I you know I have two phones, um, and you know everyone always asks why I'll just say why do I have two phones? I have two phones because I was getting ready to be a sales rep for Sherman Williams, and I want to prove to him I'm ready. You know, I can I can handle two phones. This one's for work, this one's for personal, and um, <laughs> you know I ended up leaving the company before that happened because you know, thank God I just did. Um, <clears throat> but it was so nice having two phones. I'm like I am not changing, I'm keeping two phones. So anyways had two phones, left one on the subway that I was on by accident. and didn't realize that I didn't have it until the next day, which was also the day that we were scheduled to fly to Fort Myers. And thankfully, because I had two phones, I had to find my iPhone on the other one. So I start tracking down to see where my phone's at. And I'm in McLean, Virginia, and my phone's in Hyattsville, Maryland, which if I was a bird, I could probably fly there and like, Five minutes, but if you're living in the D.C. area, it takes like a half hour <laughs> to get from point A to point B. And I'm freaking out because I'm I gotta like, i got to get my phone. Someone's clearly stolen it. And I get on the phone with someone that I know that has um, her husband's uh, in the police force for uh, Prince George County. I'm like, what do I do? Because that's where the phone was at. She's like, all right, well, you can have a police officer come there with you. And, you know, they can't do it. They can't enforce anything, but they can be there with you. And, you know, maybe that'll help. So basically that's what happened is I left my store early. I called in one of my employees to like keep running it for me. Clock's ticking. I remember I called him like grab, grab my shirt, grab my shorts, like grab all this stuff, take it to the airport. <laughs> I'll meet you at the airport. And I'm like freaking James Bond, Mission Impossible, driving, getting my uh, – <laughs> I just heard, heard a noise in the background. So getting my stuff, uh, drive over to the place. There's like two, it's, so my, house, my phone's either in one of these two houses. We knock on the doors. We go back and forth no one's budging. And then eventually like somebody comes out of one of the houses and the guy's like, sir, sir, I, I think my phone, my friend has your phone. It's kind of like, what do you, what do you mean? You think like, <laughs> like, yeah, clearly <laughs> look, yeah, he's got it. What do you mean? You think and they're like, they give it to us. Cause the police were there. It scared them. They're like, yeah, like nobody, nobody called it or nobody tried contacting her. I'm like, don't give me that. I'm like looking at it. 30 notifications, whatever, like on the phone. Give me that. <laughs> but as soon as I get on the phone, psh, hop in the car, fly back over to or drive back over to crystal city where you're at. And yep. I think we made it on the, again, we like made it on a plane, like just in time. Uh, so anyways, yeah. And then boop, and then we go back to what you were just saying, which was that we're there. It happened really quick when we got there. Like I feel like we That's got off the plane. What happened? I'm
1: just thinking about even a grant, the grand picture right now. We can tell this whole oh yeah, like, this is this is a, week, but we can tell this whole week in perspective too. We can go beyond that trip, but wait, yeah, something so else we, happened that week. Well, we, yeah, you know what, the championships we have yeah, 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 drive. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, All right, keep it
0: rolling, keep it rolling.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we we fly down there. Um, I don't know what I think we. It was probably mid afternoon or like later afternoon, like four p.m. or something. By the time we get there. And, um, I remember going to which Walmart, which is crazy. I can't believe you you did all of that in the morning. Wow! Before we before we went to the airport, before we flew down to Florida. So yeah, then we get picked up. Um, we we go to Walmart. Uh, Adrian, that was her name, Adrian. Adrian, yeah. Yeah, LA she buys LA. us a whole bunch of food and stuff, stocks us up for our, the trip and stuff. <laughs> we go back. We go back to <laughs> we go back to her condo. We start loading everything up. We finish it oh, late man. at night.
0: Lo- yeah, that's right. We just started loading when we got there.
1: We had to basically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dang. We
1: we started right away. We started loading everything. We loaded everything except the beds, yep. so we could sleep. <laughs> um, and then in the morning, we took out the beds, put it in the truck, put it in the U-Haul truck, slammed that door shut. Like four thirty in the morning, started driving all the way back up to D.C. And this was the day of Game Seven of the of a the NBA Finals, the cat, our team, the Cavs, were playing. So we're trying to get back for game time. I think we missed like the whole first half of the game.
0: We at least, right? we missed. A, yeah, I'll, I'll fill in the blanks when you're when you're done.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we get picked up by the girl Adam was talking to that he went on the date with. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, That's right.
1: Uh, yeah. The same girl. <laughs> She's engaged now. Actually,
0: she might be married. I don't know. Anyway.
1: <laughs> for her. Sure.
0: Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. So she, we, we are trying to get up there for the game. I remember, there, we had so many issues getting back for the game too. Uh, there was we got in the only traffic jam, and like the whole, the whole, it was Father's Day too. So it was Sunday, so it's like the weekend. So usually there isn't traffic problems really, mostly anywhere. DC always has traffic problems, but we going up, going up north from like Richmond. Virginia up to DC. We got in the only traffic jam like in the whole country the United right. States. <laughs> and we're trying to get back for this game so we can watch it and then we have to like get gas the last second because we realize we're not gonna make it before <laughs> the gas station. It's closed. We go to the next gas station closed. <laughs> so we finally get back for the game. Uh, that girl picks us up um, for where we from where we drop off the the U-Haul. At your store or something, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because we were trying to figure out. We didn't know where to. We didn't know where to park the U-Haul overnight, and we wanted to park it somewhere where we could guarantee that it would be safe to park it there. And yeah. And just come get it the next day. And the only place that I could think of was like, yeah, like you just said, the my paint store, the parking lot there. It, it wouldn't get touched. So we drove to McLean, and dropped off the left the U-Haul there. She <laughs> and she met us in the parking lot. Sorry, yeah, c- continue. <laughs>
1: yeah. She meets us there, the parking lot. Drives us to Crystal City where we live. We meet up with our with our boys, your brother, you know, Brandon Hauser. Um, watch the rest of the game. It was probably actually only like the fourth quarter or something. So we saw like the real critical moments, and we saw and we saw the win happen. It was crazy. It was cool being together with everybody too for that to experience that uh, first Cleveland championship our whole lives. So that was cool. But yeah, then um <laughs> after that the next day, I think we all go to work the next day.
0: Wait, wait, hold on. Christmas. You you skipped I think you skipped one part about yourself too. And I wanna say because man, I just looking back on it, how <laughs> I think I had to work the next day too. Like I had to run my store the next day or something crazy oh, yeah. like that. And I worked you
1: know, the next day too.
0: I would never it's good that I lived a life where I was slaving away that hard at one point <laughs> but it's just like man <laughs> nowadays i would i would just totally structure my schedule oh. different so that way i would not put that kind of pressure on myself but um what i was gonna say is i'm pretty sure i had to work the next day because after they won we had a good time celebrating whatever and i went to bed yep. but you and brandon hopped on this uh i said subway but what do we call it? the metro you guys hopped on the metro, metro and went down to the yep. to the watch look at the monuments at night after the calves won or whatever
1: yeah which was honestly looking back at that, I wish I wouldn't have done that.
2: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> why? Why?
1: Uh, it was just it wasn't as cool as the first time we did it. Like we did it like the week prior, um, and it was like right when I first moved down there too. So no, it was just like it was just honestly kind of like a pain. Me and Brandon got off at like the wrong spot and had to walk really far. <laughs> so I was, like, dang. I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah i wish i wouldn't have done that because i'm like dang now we're gonna be out here for forever and like i gotta work the next day but it was, it was still cool and stuff and we kind of got to we got to chill and think about wow what just happened and stuff and we were talking to uh, police officers that were in the area and that were like we're walking around like we just won the championship We're like oh you're Cavs fans and it was cool but yeah the next day i go to work Two, I was working at the at Sherwin-Williams as an intern. So Let's I was give a quick shout-out out here,
0: too, guys. Johnny, out of – I don't know how many – how many other interns were there in your group that summer?
1: Uh, that area – I don't remember exactly. I think there was probably like 20 for that district, the Sherwin-Williams district.
0: Okay. So, so me Johnny and my
1: partner out of twenty.
0: Yeah. Johnny like and and his and his uh partner out of the twenty interns, if not more, one uh intern yep. intern of the year. So you're talking to a legend right now. <laughs> or listening to a legend. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, well the trip back. Talk about the trip back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, lead it so uh, we work at the paint store that day. That's Monday. Wednesday they're having the Cavs parade. So we're like we're, all like, we're going back. Like, we're not missing that. So we literally drove Tuesday night or something. I think you went before us, but we drove all the way back through the night. We end up staying at your parents' house. I went with Paul and Brandon. Slept like two hours, maybe. <laughs> Go to the parade, like, for the whole morning or whatever. It started at, like... I forget what time, eleven a.m. But we were just in Cleveland, like early, to make sure we were, were parked and like situated. So we're all just chilling for like hours before it started, and it, the city started filling up, you know, to one point five million, whatever they said it was. Ended yep. up being which, which was sweet. But we we had the best spot too because we saw we saw we we're at the beginning of the parade, and we were able to get the heck out of there before it even finished. We saw what we needed to see. <laughs> we were able to sneak out and without any problems where other people were stuck in the city the whole day. Cause they couldn't even get out of where they were, but we know where, where to park and stuff. So, Daddies. Yeah. <laughs> then we drive all the way back home, all the way back to DC after that. Was it the hours. same day?
0: We drove back the, the same, same
1: day. day. I, we did. I don't think maybe you stayed actually.
0: I might've stayed.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> stayed, but me, me, Paul and Brandon drove all the way back. So like this 24 <laughs> hours was just like, And I worked the next day too at the at the paint store. I just took a day off to do that. So that was crazy. I looking back at that, like, there's no way I would do that now. Like I would just say I would have given myself another day or something.
0: Yeah, no, I, I remember. You're right. You guys drove back separately from me because I'm I'm guessing probably on that Tuesday I probably had to like run the run the store or something, and so I drove back in the night. Tuesday going into Wednesday and I got to Cleveland. I, was, I remember I'm getting close to Cleveland and it's like 3 a.m. And I'm like, I don't even know if it's worth me going back to Painesville because if I go to my parents' <laughs> house, then I'll get home at like 4, sleep for two or three hours and then have to wake up and then go back, get downtown early for the parade. So I just yeah. drove. I just drove straight to our parking spot in Cleveland and slept there for like still like three or four hours it was very uncomfortable right. <laughs> then I remember we were having uh, we were we were like we were all jacked up before the uh, before the parade and like we got out in the middle of the street and we started doing like 50 meter dash like sprint races oh yeah and, like everyone and everyone in the, everyone in the streets like yeah, yeah. like Keegs was doing it too we had like a, you know, I don't know I guess thousands of people watching us race down the street before the parade started And I just remember uh, when we did the 50 meter dash or whatever, I want to say that uh, I can't remember how many we did, but on one of them, Paul beat me. And this was only like one or two years after I finished running track at Westminster. So like in my head, I'm still still like the track king. And I just remember not (laughs) not winning one of those races and being so mad, but also thinking to myself like, all right, well, I slept four hours last night in a car and I'm half dead right now. So I'm going to blame, I'm going to (laughs) blame that on why Paul just beat me but uh, oh man that was that, and then we've got pictures somewhere um, I wish we could you know what might be able to pull it up for the sake of the video here um, do you what would those pictures be would they be on Instagram <clears throat> yeah I mean I know I
1: I know I have pictures on my phone but I'm actually using my phone for this call so Uh-oh, I can't, okay. I can't really, really pull them up but
0: somebody's got to have them on their uh, like Facebook or something I'm gonna go on Kenan's, Kenan's Facebook and just show it, I, I, <laughs> yeah,
1: show it I mean, I story. definitely, if you go on my Instagram, I definitely have one picture, but I think it's like a collage. So it doesn't, it's not that it's kind of hard to probably see everything.
2: It's funny.
0: I'm looking at Kenan's, uh, shout out to Kenan Irish. I'm looking at his Facebook right now. And it says that he's from Chesapeake, Virginia. I forgot the Irish bros were born in Virginia. <laughs> That's right. I don't know. About you have I, I totally forgot about that.
1: Shout out to Barrett's bros. Uh, shout out to his brother, Chaz, too. I don't
0: know. If he, Adam, you know he bought a house? Yeah, Chet, he bought a house. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just looking through Kenan's pictures here. Looks like he might not even have it in his thread. I got a picture of us at an Indians game, though. I'll just use this. This was most of the people who were at that <laughs> at that parade oh, that we nice. were just talking about. That's us at the Cleveland Indians game. Shout out to the flag behind the poppy seat. Um, yeah when you move to uh, when you move down to Florida definitely got to start hitting LinkedIn pretty hard and I say that because um, recently I was connected here literally an introduction that was made it was a public introduction made on LinkedIn by like I guess you could say a micro influencer that I follow and I don't even know how how the heck this guy did it Um, but he's I mean he's a business owner got a marketing firm uh and he's Jewish. Actually I'm sure your so your girlfriend is Jewish too. So I'm I'm pretty confident mm-hmm. she saw this interaction take place. But um the reason why it's important that oh, he's Jewish. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> the, the
1: guy from the guy who went to Beachwood?
0: Oh no. Well yeah Kevin Moss. That's that is he's yeah. a good guy. You definitely gotta hang out with him sometime. That dude is awesome. And I'm sure Brooke knows him so that'd be a good connection.
1: She but, doesn't know her sister went to was in high school with
0: them. Yeah. And his fiance went to NDCL. So actually we'll see. Wow. We can do this. Actually, it's, I feel like it's definitely going to happen now that we're <clears throat> do it, re- recording this. But Kevin, when you watch this, you and your fiance need to get dinner with this guy yeah. and his girlfriend. Cause <laughs> you guys are all amazing people and you'd have a freaking blast. Go, go hang out in legacy village or something. Um
2: <laughs> or just go, we- or
0: just go <laughs> say, or just go get some Chipotle. That'd be cool too. Um, so I'm getting to the point here. Sorry for the delay. So Joe Applebaum owns a business called Ajax union. It's a marketing firm, but once upon a time he was a rabbi, like he's been through rabbi school and training, et cetera. And so he's got a bunch mm. of rabbi friends. And one of them is rabbi Hanan Srinitsky, who is the rabbi of, uh, well, they don't have, they actually don't have a temple here yet in Newfoundland. Um, but the Jewish community is just now starting to grow here very much because of this guy. And, uh, so Joe introduced us like, in a public post on LinkedIn. He was like, Rabbi, please meet Adam Carswell. You guys both live in Newfoundland. Like, you guys should get together. And it was amazing because like, I didn't even know he was going to do that. It just happened. I just checked my on LinkedIn one day. i like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And it happened when I was in Ohio, actually, for Christmas. So then I got back here uh, last week. Rabbi and I got together, and he kind of just you know, just got to know each other, and he told me all the things that they're working on here to grow the Jewish community. And um, <clears throat> I let him know, you know, this is what I do: commercial real estate, podcasting, etc. And so he's introduced me to like two or three very influential business leaders here in St. John's, and um, just again grateful for the power of LinkedIn networking because now, uh, I mean, I probably could have met some of these individuals that I'm referring to right now, but just it helped expedite the introductions through being oh, connected. Yeah. So. I know you're on LinkedIn. You don't use it a whole lot, but as you relocate down there, I mean, fire away because you just never know what what's going to come across your plate once you start networking
1: digitally. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out LinkedIn and what I want from it exactly, and how I how I want to go about using it. Um, I don't really have a strategy at the moment for it, um, but yeah, I mean. Like you said, I definitely need to use it to my advantage for things like that for networking, and especially when I move. Correct. Exactly.
0: And I'm trying to remember. So I have, again, this is a quick little plug for anyone listening right now. Um, I do have a kind of like a LinkedIn supercharge video series that I made with uh, my boss's son, Salvatore Flight, which I guess I can mm. say Sal is a potential... Business partner of mine in the future. He works for another company, but you know he's a part of the Concordia family. Um, and basically, what Sal and I named it is the Connection Game, and it's a six-video series on, on really how to take your LinkedIn from zero to 100. And Sal was kind of like my guinea pig. Like I, I shared with him all the knowledge that I have, and he applied everything that we went through in the in the videos and the modules. And now he's really supercharged his LinkedIn. So it's like we you know we've got this living and breathing success story right in front of you. And I can't remember if I've ever sent this to you, Johnny, but I'm going to share it with you now. And Yeah, uh, please do. Just take a look I'll at definitely. it. Because yeah. it's like the main thing with, the main thing almost with anything, because this happens to me too when I have people on the show and you've, you've, you've actually experienced it for yourself uh, through Nadir because remember we did the first long format and he was a little bit nervous about coming on and then we finally got him on the second one. And then again, yeah, hopefully he jumps <laughs> on this one. But, uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, people are always like, man, I, I just need a little bit more time. I need two more weeks. I'll have this squared away. I'll have this set up. I need to get a strategy and, uh, someone who's <laughs> all about taking massive action. And I read this book as many times a year as I possibly can, mainly on audible. So I should say I listen to it, but you know, it, 10 X mm-hmm. by Grant Cardone. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he's all about taking massive action. And he's like the people who pulled the trigger first, instead of figuring out, the most strategic way to pull the trigger <laughs> um, you know, those are the ones who are, who are going to just excel through life faster. So my advice to you is like, yeah, you know, you kind of feel like you don't know what to do with LinkedIn, but I would just, if it was me, I would get just on there. And like, <laughs> literally you could, you could say anything. You could be, you get on there and you type in happy, uh, what's, what's the Wednesdays, like happy Wednesday, happy hump day guys. Hope everyone's striving for success. I don't know, something like that. And it sounds simple right. and you might, especially at the beginning, you might get like one like or whatever. I'll support you. So you always get at least one like, (laughs) but I mean, that's how it started for me. Like a year ago on LinkedIn, I would, and I've been working it for a while, but I wasn't posting a whole lot and about a little over a year ago when I would make posts, I would get two, three, four, you know, if I ever get like five likes, I'd be like, yes, it's amazing. Um, And now because I've just been posting for a year, if not more, um, you know, each of my posts always, get anywhere from 500 to 2000 views, um, you know, way more than five, way more than five, likes. sometimes up to the twenties, thirties, and it just continues to grow. And the only reason that that's happening is it's not like I'm some wizard or anything. It's just, uh, just being consistent. And then all of a sudden people also start listening to you. uh, Once you Mm -hmm. break through that barrier of consistency, get connected with Yona Weiss, if you're not already, because he does a 10 day challenge that kind of, forces you out of your comfort zone to post content for 10 days in a row and normally you get a lot of interaction with that competition i don't know when he's going to do the next one but i'm sure you've heard me talk about it before um yeah now i'm just rambling so i'll flip it, flip it back over to you <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay oh, good uh it's good it's good advice um yeah this one a lot of things that i've i i found out a lot about myself over the past year about my tendencies and things and I tend to consume way more and, uh, try to gain knowledge more than more so than doing and creating. And I'm learning more and more now that creating is so important. There's only so much consumption you can do. And that, you know, that never gets you anywhere. You can, I I feel like I know everything, but, well, I don't know everything obviously, but I, I've, I know enough. I've, I've learned enough to where it's like, you know exactly what you need to do to get to where you want to get to. Um, there's not, this next video isn't going to teach you any more than you already know. You have to just start doing. So that's what I'm at right now with things. And I, I, I'm realizing that I just need to start acting, and creating things, creating content, whatever it is. And that's where, boom, that's where success happens. That's where, you know, trial by error. That's, that's the best way to do things because you, you're never going to have all the answers going into something.
0: Exactly. Just keep creating. <clears throat> and what you can even do is, you know, as you're getting I started, start creating. <laughs> yeah, start creating, keep creating. But like, this is, you're creating right now. And so, right, like, yeah, sure. you just take snippets from this interview, and I'm sure you could work it in a way where you, you know, you've already got six to 10 pieces of content to get yourself going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we, talk, we talked about some valuable things today for sure. I mean, we're still, we're still going to oh, keep, yeah. we, I mean, I, ideally, I'd like to go for, another hour at least another half hour I, I don't know let me see i don't think nadir messaged me back yet I'm actually you know i got to go to the bathroom so i might have to oh so <laughs> just woke up <laughs> does it that, yeah. does it, like you can still get on the call boy All
1: right, hold on. Yep. hop on in tell him wash his wash his face use the restroom and hop on <laughs>
0: <laughs> right um <clears throat> I guess, uh, yeah, it's like I said, I got to go to the bathroom. So I don't know, figure, figure out something to talk about for the next two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: All right, guys. So if you're not subscribed to Adam's channel on here, make sure you do that. Hit the like button, give him some love. He does great things. Um, yeah, so be sure to check out everything, everything he does. You can look back at our past interviews. Um, the real long format stuff has just been with us, to my knowledge. Um, those three videos are very insightful that I've been a part of. Um, they're they're very long though, so you might want to break those up into multiple things to watch them, or multiple time times to watch the full videos. But uh, great stuff on there. He's also done a lot of other great things. So check out his other videos. Give him some love. Um, yeah, we hope we can get Nad- Nadir on with us too. Hopefully, he can join us. He's always got great stuff to say. He was on the last one with us.
2: Yeah, he's just he's just uh he's
1: like uh, Nay Gandhi. <laughs> he's like Gandhi with his with his knowledge and um, self-awareness and worldly view is uh, unlike many people he's got um, great things to say about a lot of different subjects so it's always it's always great to have a conversation with them with all three of us here comes adam anything there he is (laughs) oh yeah oh
2: yeah
1: i kept it rolling I will cool. just kind of ramble, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, I actually... Um, hopefully, dear gets on here soon, but <clears throat> while I was in the bathroom, I thought of uh, one topic. I think we discussed this last... Uh, on the last long format. But as you know, I've got um, the events that I'm doing here in St. John's, <laughs> Spicy Sundays and Saucy Saturdays. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. And there's like... I don't know if... Uh, it's interesting... Uh, I'll start by saying this. I would realized by just taking a hard (laughs) look at my personal life, um, as you know, doing consistent events, another one that we were doing that is discontinued now. And uh, that's where I'm like, I don't know if I should go into all the details with you, but I could definitely Mm -hmm. give you as much as as I can. So like we had Marshall Mondays going too, and that's actually been, it's still going, but it's not a part of the marketing plan anymore. And that's something that was, and I, I guess you could say still is happening every Monday, but I've cut back to, um, it's just one saucy Saturday a month and one spicy Sunday a month. And it's actually made my life a lot more stress-free, I guess. I was really just doing too much. And I had a lot of people telling me I was doing yep. too much and I was kind of just like not listening. Something that, uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've had, I've had my issues throughout life of not listening. I, I think I am someone who tends to learn the hard way as much as I love taking and absorbing advice, for example, from my mentors and bosses right now, like Hunter and Michael, they advise me all the time. And I believe I always give my best effort to, to listen to them instead of trying doing something my way. But um, I'll use an yeah. example, like, for example, my last relationship, <clears throat> um, you know, moving out to the West Coast, I had plenty of people telling me, like, don't do that because blah, blah, blah. And I didn't listen and it ended up not working out, but it did kind of work out because then I started working remotely and like a bunch of other cool opportunities happened. And I can say that I live in San Francisco now. So yeah, I guess you still, in a way you can actually, you can actually, by doing what you want to do and not listening, you can still actually learn a lot. Maybe it does work out. So yeah, anyways, (laughs) I don't know exactly where I'm going with this, but I do have to say that uh, saucy Saturdays and spicy Sundays have become a blast and I've gotten to a point where I realized it's really in my own best interest to only be going out, I guess you could say to a party scene on those two nights every month, maybe a one-off exception somewhere. Um, because I know, especially since first moving here, um, and because I really do love the people here so much and just always had such a good time going out, I, you know, I was having some fun and I was going out a lot and I realized that it was just, it was draining me. Thankfully I was, I would say still prioritizing my work somehow and getting all my work done somehow. But outside of work, it was like no time to hang out with just Adam. And I've kind of felt that the past like 96 hours, especially, I've just pretty much just been here for the most part by myself. Thankfully, thankfully not going too crazy. I had some friends over a couple of yeah, uh, spending time by yourself is very important for multiple reasons. One, I mean, you got to love mm-hmm. yourself before you can love anyone else. And two, yeah. um, <clears throat> just from a productivity standpoint, um, I did notice with dream chasers, my, as we're closing in on episode 100 here, you know, I, I would always have like three or four episodes in the pipeline. And then I took a look one time, like, Oh shoot. Like I only got one episode in the pipeline right now. I got to ramp things up. I probably only have one in the pipeline cause I've been <laughs> going out so much. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, just to kind of refocus on, on what it is that I'm doing here. And to be honest, like I could, I could live my life perfectly fine without the events. It's just like, it's an opportunity to go play the music that I love and be with people that, you know, want to listen to it and be there with me and, you know, party and have a good time. And, um, I mean, I know you, you've probably got some question marks around it too, just cause you're my boy and you're probably wondering what's going on. And, you know, um, in the past I've spoken so highly of, um, you know, my buddy, my buddy Marshall, but uh I'll just put it this way: pretty much, what happened with with Marshall Mondays was I you know, also taking <clears throat> full responsibility because I was starting to, I guess you could say, pursue. It hurts to say it, but like pursue a reckless lifestyle because I was just going out so much. Um, During that time, <clears throat> I I basically made some decisions that that broke uh, that broke his trust, and so since I did that, we kind of had to discontinue things. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's really tough to talk about. It's almost like right now, I don't even know if I should be talking about it. But I'm just being honest, you know, like, uh, the beginning, the first week of 2020, I would say outside of outside of my regular work, like, because everything I'm really ex- this is going to be an amazing year for uh, amazing years to come for Concordia Realty and ASIM Capital. Like we, as I like to say, we are going to be getting doity. There are some big things coming. So I'm really excited <laughs> for, for, for work, but uh personal life here hit a bump in the road coming into 2020 and really damaged the relationship with someone that I love. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Would you have, I guess, do you have any questions? Cause in a way I'm kind of like be- beating around the bush. Cause I, I don't know if I should go into all the details, you know,
1: like. No. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to make be talking about anything. You don't want to talk about like at least on a uh, video or anything, but yeah, I, I was just letting you talk. Cause yeah, I, I had, I, when you told me, cause you know, I run your, I run your e-commerce store for you. When you told me you wanted to take down the Marshall Mondays um, gear on there, I was like, huh. But so I was going to ask you about it eventually, like in, in person or whatever, over over video or whatever, but yeah. So I get a feel for kind of what happened now, but we can talk about it more later. Yeah, um, yeah, interesting.
0: It's weird because, like, part of me wants to openly talk about it because I know on the show in the past, like, I think our first, yeah, our first interview that we did long format. You know, I opened up publicly for the first time about um, you know my breakup and how I was feeling and where my head was at, and that was very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It felt good. It was kind of just like. You know, I got all my thoughts and my lessons and everything out there. I guess, you know what, it's probably not time to share, I would say necessarily all the details yet, because I'm not even sure exactly what lessons have been learned yet. And it's still fresh. Yeah. Talking about something that you know, took place within the past two to three weeks. So um, I guess next, maybe probably next long format interview, i will probably be more prepared. <laughs> so I'll definitely talk to you about it one-on-one, you know, and I guess yeah, anyone, sure. anyone listening now too, if you, if you do know me, you do care about my personal life uh, to that extent. Um, you should have a way to get in touch with me too, if you really if you really want to talk. Uh, but yeah, I, I do have to say where I'm at right now is, is a very good place and I definitely learned a lot already this January that I'm excited to apply to life moving forward. And uh, t- like 2020 is going to be a blast, honestly. Like I'm heading to LA here shortly. Again, I keep saying, I don't know when this interview is going to go live, but January 24th. I'll be in Los Angeles and I'm going to a conference in Nashville. Then I'm going to, uh, let's see. Acapulco in February, going to Austin, Texas in March. That's not, that's not confirmed yet, but good chance. Um,
1: lots of traveling.
0: Yeah. Like, April. Yeah. April is the the European trip I was talking about. May. There's a conference in Las Vegas that I would likely go to with Concordia Realty. Paul's getting married in June. He's going to DC, which would be great. And then I'm talking to my buddy here, uh, Gustavo. Gustavo, he's the legendary barber of St. John's. He's from Cali, Colombia. And he wants to, well, we both want to go to his hometown in, uh, in August. So that's the full 2020 vision so far. We'll see how it plays out, but... Sweet. yeah i'm excited
1: yeah and then you'll have to september for my birthday you can come down to fort myers then
0: yeah oh, there you go <laughs> <laughs> might as I well
1: <laughs> i do want to go
0: back to belize soon i don't know when i know september is normally a good month because mm-hmm. that's uh oh. yeah that's uh that's what you call it carnival,
2: carnival
1: nice month, yeah so. Uh I that just made me think of the time to go back to Belize. Maybe it won't fit into what you already got planned, but um I think I I actually haven't talked to them in a minute, but Courtney and Josh are our friends. Courtney and Belizean who married our friend Josh Sell, they were planning on having a ceremony in Belize, I I think around the time of their one year anniversary, um, in March. Yeah. So
0: yeah, they, they were talking about doing March. And now, now that I think about it, I told him like, oh, because I really didn't have anything planned for March. So I told him like, yeah, let's do it. But I just remembered I'm, the thing in, in, in March would probably be with uh, Concordia as well. And I would prior, as much as I love Josh and Courtney, I might prioritize that. <laughs> that one's actually, that, the one that we're going to, that we might, man. <laughs> it's like, how much do you want to keep uh, public and private? But I'll, I'll just leave it at this. There's a huge inspiring factor to us getting together as a company in March tied to the book that you have read, Goals by Brian Tracy. Ah, sweet. Yeah. It's a good book. I think I where I got over here somewhere. Well, guys, go ahead and look it up. There's a book by Brian Tracy called Goals. Mm-hmm. And there's like a subtitle to it too. I think it's like how to how to get everything you want faster than you could ever imagine or something like that. But that book is life changing. And uh, you just got to read it. Johnny, you could validate that. Yeah, it
1: was great. I, um, I started listening to it um, slowly over a few days. And then I realized, dang, I really need to actually like, sit down and take notes and like dedicate time to do this. So um, I split it up into two different days and just fucked it out took great notes on every single chapter so it really helped me kind of structure a a 2020 plan for myself and it's definitely not like 100 percent perfect or anything but it it was a a great start and um at least has it was enough to get me started with something
0: yeah um so you said you did you did put together a 2020 plan yeah nice yeah, I did too. Yeah, um, well, I guess that's the twenty twenty goals. goals. Yeah, did you write down like ten goals? Um, let me
1: look. I actually think I still have my tabs up right here. Uh, if they want to load
2: my Google Docs, <laughs> yeah, a slow, but yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I have a actually I have quite a few.
0: <laughs> you want to share actually? Well, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind sharing. <coughs> sharing mine because it just helps. Um, let me go grab mine real quick because I know I wrote down ten for twenty twenty. Cool. And I feel like these are actually, you know what? <clears throat> <laughs> I don't think I, I, I don't think I'm going to share. <laughs> I'm going to share all of them.
1: Cause, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, certain Details of mine. I'm definitely yeah. more private. Cause
0: there's like other people tied to some of these goals and yeah, but I'll, I'll share a few of them that I like. <laughs> sure. um, so one of one of them, which is pretty much tied to the book, is to uh, I want I want to read. My target this year is I want to read 24 books this year. Um, I know for some people that's like you know they read 24 books in a month, but <laughs> uh, I think for me, normally I, I I'm about like 12 books a year. I'll probably read like one or two a month normally. Um, Audible maybe that change maybe maybe i would actually end up reading more because of Audible, but. That's where I'm at there. Uh, this one you'll probably chuckle at. And I just feel like it's necessary for 2020. I don't know if it's, it's going to continue on um, into the future. But I just feel like for this year, it's really important for me to stay single, um, especially with mm-hmm. like the, the travel plan and stuff that I was just discussing. Like, I just feel like being in a relationship and doing all that would just, it would just create more responsibility and more stress that I'm not really sure how that would you know, benefit me. So
2: Yeah.
0: I mean staying single in a way is really not easy. But you kind of feel like at least I believe you kinda of feel like there's always like this hanging pressure to uh to get in a relationship. I don't know. do, do you think so?
1: Uh yeah, I mean I mean
0: You're in
2: one so it's it like I'm not <laughs> yeah.
1: It depends on how you look at it. You know, like if, if you want to feel the pressure of it, that's that's up to you. Like if you want to feel like the societal pressure, like, oh, I should be in a relationship and like in getting engaged at the age we're at or whatever. But like I would not, like I've changed so much as like far as like anything that society says I should be doing, you know, at a certain age or like with my life in general. And I I know you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just a good reminder of like like even though things like that to not even look at it like that just do what's best for yourself. What do you think is best for yourself?
0: Yeah, amen. Um, yeah. I do want to write a book. I don't know if I'm going to write one this yeah. year, but I've just seen, for example, Hunter, uh, one of my bosses, just released his first book a couple months ago. And that book, which I'm currently reading, Raising Capital for Real Estate, it's amazing how, even though I didn't write it, but because of how closely associated I am with Hunter, like this book actually is, it already has changed my life and it's going to continue to change my life and our life, like especially Asim and Hunter, like. I just did not realize the power of writing a book until he released this thing. And obviously it's gotta be like, it's gotta be good quality value add book, but like it's insane how many people are flocking to this thing. Awesome. Yeah.
1: So you want to write a book?
0: Yeah. I want to write I want to at least start writing a book this year.
1: What about do you want to share?
0: Ideally I'd like to write a book more focused on I'd say more focused on like spirituality and life. Um, mm-hmm. I could maybe, maybe write a book on networking too. I don't really feel like, well, first of all, I don't think I had the the knowledge set, at least not right now to write a book comparable to what Hunter wrote, because I mean, that's, Something that he it's like a book from his experience over the past 10 years <clears throat> in commercial real estate, and, he did, and then that shows too right there. It took him about 10 years to write his first book. And so, you know, <laughs> what's what's something that I have 10 years of experience in? I would say networking, um, or you know, or yeah, spirituality, you know, so mm-hmm. something along That's those lines. That's
1: an interesting topic that I'd lo- actually love to talk to you the spirituality aspect. Um, we can talk about it a little now if you want, but like definitely more privately too, because, um, we honestly, more recently, my outlook on things have really changed, Mm. um, from what I've grown up being taught to believe. Um, my, my opinions have definitely, um, changed. I I think for the better. Um, Mm which is very, it's a very touchy subject, you know, like yeah. where I'm from and how we were raised and stuff. So yeah, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely taking, taking that and run with it. Um, let me just see here if there's anything else I had. So yeah, like uh, stay single, yeah, no, I mean, 24 yeah. books, uh, write a book or at least start writing a book this year. Um, I want to visit Namibia, which is a country in Africa that, um, I think English is the primary language there. It's close to South Africa. It's on the West Coast. And um that's a country that in my conversations with Doug Casey, he said if he was thirty years old and single again, he would that's where he would go. <laughs> <And> so I just feel <laughs> like, you know, someone like that is saying it. It's kinda like I, I would just go there in a sense a little bit blindly, but I, w- I would definitely leverage like, you know, the fact that I'm a Rotarian. I would go to like some rotary meetings and go to some real estate offices and just start shaking hands and you know see what happens. Uh, so I really want to go to Namibia. I just know I'm looking at, I was looking at flights the other day and it's, it's very well close to like around two grand, two grand for a round trip with like, you know, 30 hours of travel one way type of thing. So
1: well, what's that country called?
0: Namibia. N-A-M-I-B-I-A. And it's, uh, if you know South Africa is obviously the most Southern point of Africa. If you were to go Northwest of South Africa, Namibia would okay. be there. And the capital city is Windhoek, I think it's, I don't know, it's the Dutch, it was colonized by the Dutch. So uh, I guess that's a Netherlands connection there. Maybe I'll meet some people in Netherlands that, that are connected there, actually. I should look into that. Um,
2: Very interesting.
0: So yeah. And then, um, you know, I'd like to see I put, (laughs) I put some pretty ambitious goals here. Like with, for example, with saucy Saturdays and spicy Sundays, I put that I'd like to be making three, three grand a month. um, Off of those events. That's pretty lofty considering like we're really just doing it for fun right now, making a few bucks here and there, but uh, Uh summertime here, summertime in Newfoundland, the people come out to play. So that could be fun. That can be DJing and rocking, just rocking a stage. That's my thing. Um and then I want to start I want to start capitalizing on uh Dream Chasers. I have that email list and I'm sure you get the emails um twice a week. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of eyeballs that see those emails. And so shout out to out. your
1: virtual assistant.
0: Yeah, shout out to Rena, seriously. Um I'm not monetizing the emails right now, and I think I could definitely put together a marketing plan to start making some money off of Dream Chasers. Uh, so that's those are like some of my main goals this year. And then you were just talking about spirituality, so <clears throat> that's exciting. Definitely something Nadir and I discussed in detail, as I mentioned um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the other night, and I'm just trying to think where to, uh, where to kind of point the first question. I wanna start it off with you. Um, what happened in your life that I would say basically made you start questioning and realizing that you wanted to start thinking and believing differently? Was it was it something that happened recently?
1: Yeah, you know what? That's interesting. I don't even know if
2: I know the correct answer to
0: that. Did it have to it do with your grandma? Like,
2: no. It was just like a, uh, mark, mark, so like a slow buildup over time
0: real quick um for some reason i don't know why but your voice it went from like good quality to like lesser quality so if you um, i guess oh it, say a few words yo, yo, yo. okay it's back to normal
1: okay i just muted myself and unmuted <laughs> okay. like, <laughs> um yeah like i think it was just a build-up over time like a slow build-up um yeah very very interesting and I don't even know how, how into this I want to get like, but I'm comfortable with sharing.
0: I know we're, we're definitely, we're definitely making ourselves vulnerable today. So, Hey, I mean, just do it. Like, just got to do it.
1: Yeah. Like, um, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't pinpoint, I can't pinpoint exactly, but I think over just over like the past year, mostly, um, things like my, my opinions have changed on things. Um, as far as like how I was raised, like um, with the Christian beliefs, and um, I I just like started questioning a lot of things from from those things um, from from the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know what we're taught is like the end all be all, like everything in here is a hundred percent true, and uh, I I have a lot of disagreements now. I I guess is like the. Um, basic answer (laughs) Mm -hmm. i have a lot of disagreements with a lot of things because um i will i'll just break it down from like in in a general standards beliefs like um as far as the bible goes some there's people that believe the like the bible from start to finish like everything is true everything i believe everything in there to be true and like i live by it 100 then there's like the people that just believe in the new testament Right. And then Mm -hmm. there's people that just believe in the red letters of like, what are the red letters in in the Bible or like they're highlighted in red is like what Jesus said, things that he said. Mm -hmm. So there's just, (laughs) if you look at it that way, there's just different beliefs in Christianity as far as that goes. Um, But then there's, there's things in there like that. um, I won't get in like extreme details, but I disagree with like the people that say that they believe they take the Bible as literal, like, from start to finish, like then my opinion, you believe slavery is okay. You believe oppressing, um, different people's rights are okay. Like think things like that, like the way they treated women based on is written based on the cultural standard, but you're saying you take it literally. So, um, if you're saying, oh, well, that's just because of the back in the, t- back in the day, this is what, you know, okay, well, you're actually going against what you're saying then, you know, you're mm-hmm. saying you're taking everything literal, but now you're not like that, that just skews it right there. And so there's just so many things, little things like that. Um, I won't say them all, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's one example.
0: Yeah. I, I hear you on that. And, um, I will say for like, first and foremost, I know for us, because again, how we were raised, it's kind of like, you know, you look at your hometown. I find that it's always so much easier for people to like point fingers and talk about like the negative things of their hometown because it's like it's their backyard <laughs> so they know it yeah. um because you know for us it, in in i would say in defense to christianity i'm really not well versed in any other religion so now i'm in no position to really try and i don't know if shoot holes is the right word but i'm in no position to shoot holes in in any other religion and i just know based on what you're saying with christianity it is easy f- uh, for us to look at you know what what's wrong or what doesn't make sense now now that we are, I, like I do have some thoughts and ideas that come to mind as well. And um, based on, on what you said and how you were talking about translations and what people believe in. And I know for me, it hit me, it hit me really hard. Like two years ago, I went to the Bible Museum in Washington, D.C. with my family. <clears throat> and um, you know, it's, it's straight up, like it's, it's all right there. It's like, you, there's facts and documentations. Like, you know, the Bible has been translated thousands and thousands of times in hundreds of different languages and different versions. And according to the history that we are taught, because I'm, I'm always someone who's very skeptical about history because in my opinion, it is written by whoever, whoever wins the fight gets to write the history books. So, um, yeah. but, but based on the history that, that we're taught, um, you know, you had like before Martin Luther came around <clears throat> the people running the people in control were using the Bible um, to control the people and tell the people what they should do and can't do. And you know, all that stuff. And then Martin Luther came out and translated it into, you know, something that everyone could read. And all of a sudden everyone's like, Whoa, wait, what the heck is going on here? And so knowing that the Bible in the past has been used as a tool for control to me is enough of a reason to be like, I would say, obviously like it's clear it's so clear that there is so much value um in in the book in the words of the bible like i love i love proverbs um ecclesiastes even though it's a little bit of a like a doom and gloom book like it's got so much truth and power and i love i love ecclesiastes proverbs and then even as you reference are like throughout the new testament like the messages of jesus in the way that his disciples lived is just like a shining example for you know really how we should live our lives and like in a way we should strive to like to be like jesus like i i do based on the, the mm-hmm. stories and legends of jesus like i mean he was so connected with his spirit and god that he made an everlasting impact as far as we know so it's like in my opinion right. you you you, sh- you should i guess not everyone but you should want to be like that like that's and same goes for same goes for i would say you know buddha uh even muhammad mm-hmm. Confucius is another one. Uh, And as you get into more in our day and age, like Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, like all of these influential saints, in my opinion, shared that same spirit of like, of giving and connection with, with God and influence and wanting love and peace for the whole world. Someone who passed away recently, who's right on that same, Wavelength, I would say, is Ram Das. I don't know if you ever followed Ram Das at all, but our buddy Nadir could could. Go. <laughs> I don't know where he's at. I don't think we're gonna get him today. I wish he was here. <laughs> and, oh man, he'd be going. He'd be this like is, activated right now. This we'll is get, the subject, Yeah, this is what he does all this research on. <laughs> but to validate with you, man, for me it's tough, um Johnny. And this is why I love you. <clears throat> is because. You know, it's funny because I'm having this conversation with you for potentially thousands or however many people to listen to. But, um, you know, in my conversation with Nadir the other day, I was like, dude, like, I love you, man. Because you're the only person that I know, like, in the whole world that I can have the conversation that I'm having with you right now. And Mm -hmm. one, one, not only feel like I'm not being judged, but two, also feel like you know, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And I was like, Nadir, I'm just like, I'm so grateful for you, man. And like I said earlier, like I, <clears throat> I was going through, actually wasn't going through much hard times last month, but it was from uh, some, like I said, some, desi- some poor decisions that I made last month bleeding over into this month made the first few weeks of January pretty tough on me. And I only had only person I really believe that I could go to and just unleash everything that I had on my mind to was, was Nadir. And I, I should have assumed you too. I guess I'm doing it now with you publicly. <laughs> but uh, I was like, man, you guys, you guys save me. You guys are like, are, are my, are my backbone. And so absolutely. Like, obviously my family is too, but like, I just, like we we're just saying, like, there's some things that God's putting us in this position where it's like, that's just, that's our, that's our portal to, to everlasting life is some sometimes maybe it's not, the, not our family. Maybe it's other people that God's placed in our life. And uh, man, you and the deer and my buddy, my, another buddy of mine here who we referenced Cairo, Egypt earlier. So I was thinking about him, but his name's Mustafa, and he's he's uh, raised Islam, Muslim. I'm not sure how much he actually practices his religion that he was raised in, but he again is one of the most spiritual people I know, and we just had like some great conversations lately. So yeah, that's my that's my piece for now. But I could definitely keep talking about this for a little bit more.
1: So. Yeah, like I one other thing I just I just went in the back of my mind uh, that I want to mention too, like just that makes me question a lot of things. Is you know we never grew up hearing about you know the Crusades and like what that actually was. Like people were kill, like Christians were killing tons of people, you know, for Christianity, quote unquote. You know when a lot of things in there doesn't teach, you know, that you should be like doing that It teaches you to just love everybody. And like, like not wage violence or whatever, but people, uh, you know, were killing like, you know, people on, both, si- on people. both sides. On both, both sides. sides yeah. 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 Like, uh, just, that's a big thing. Like the impact that that actually had, like the horrible things that Christians did, but like, it's never viewed as that, you know? Um, yeah from what we grew up knowing you know um because they don't want to talk about that
0: and if you really take a step back beyond the shades of politics and you do look at world religions that actually is still a huge influencing factor in the wars and in the fightings that's still happening to this day Mm -hmm. that people aren't going around saying oh the crusades are happening right now right yeah you know as far as we know where are people fighting and what are the two main religions between the people that are fighting? As far right. as I know, it's it's Islam and, and Christianity are still going at it right there yep. in the same area of the world. Um, and now it's just the excuses for the fighting is you know natural resources or you know whatever. Um, right. in my in my opinion, <laughs> the Crusades are still going on. And uh it is sad, yeah, it's unfortunate, you know? Like
1: Yeah, that's a way to look at it and it could be true. Interesting, yeah. I guess that's yeah. I don't know the, if you want to say anything else. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well I think the main thing is, is <clears throat> main thing is just to always keep in mind the power of one because you know, all it does take is something like this conversation that we're having mm-hmm. to one, spread like wildfire, or two, open the mind of, of one one special individual that's going to carry that torch and continue to kind of spread this big-picture mentality, the message of freedom. Uh, I'd say yeah. just the message of peace and love, um, like true peace and love. I think it's a little bit unfortunate. Uh, and I, I think it's been done this way on purpose by you could say probably the forces that really control and influence the world. I'm, I'm of the belief that there's a whole other la- layer of control in our world that's behind the government establishments. Like a lot of people think that governments are what's running the world, but I'm a strong believer that there's something behind that. And whoever or whatever it is that's behind that, I would say probably doesn't want the message of love and peace. To be fully spread throughout the world, because then once that happens, then it's like, all right, they don't have anyone to control anymore, <laughs> and then they're then yeah. they're out, they're out of luck or whatever. But either way, you know, spreading the message of love and peace, uh, I would say, has been categorized as like a hippie thing to do, mm-hmm. and hippies get like some credit around the world. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> based on I think how we're taught to think about people who think that way they don't get as much credit as they should. And, uh, but you gotta, yeah, you gotta look at some of those world leaders that we just mentioned, you know, peace and love and just having that grand vision of, uh, unity and world peace. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to have that vision. And even if you think it's impossible or think it'll never happen, you gotta, you might as well, you know, you got one life to live. So maximize what you got and think that way with the you know, with the absolute best expectations that you will be the you will be the next Jesus. You will be the one who changes the world. You can you can actually it's actually okay and perfectly fine to think that way to the point where it's like if you're not thinking that way, then think think about doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I completely agree. John Caldwell's yeah.
0: the next Jesus.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I right? will like, support, support you on that.
1: that's a, that's a great way to that should be the the ambitious goal, like a lifelong, lifelong goal, that's like, you know, you're always trying to achieve throughout your entire life because you're never gonna fully get there, but you can get, you can, you know, can almost get there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, forgot what I was just gonna say. Ah, it doesn't matter that much, but yeah, it'll, good stuff.
0: It'll yeah, it'll come through. Where, um, so we. Help me figure out where we started. We're we're a little over. Are we like two hours and fifteen minutes now.
1: Yeah, I think we started at nine.
0: So. And so, because uh, I'm I'm looking at a Newfoundland clock right now, so I don't. I'm trying to think for you. Oh. <laughs> well, you we know, we didn't start it. We we planned on starting at nine. I want to say we started at nine thirty. So what time is uh,
1: it now? We well, we're gonna start at eight thirty EST. Oh, okay. We started oh, okay. At,
0: nine. We start at nine. Okay. Yeah. What time, what time is it for you now?
1: It's eleven thirteen.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll go for like, like another half hour or so. Yeah. Um, actually, let me see if Nadir messages back here too. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's funny. I think he's, he always, he always like overthinks things. I think he's probably just getting nervous. Uh, Cause he clearly, I don't think he, yeah, he hasn't hopped on the call as far as I've seen. Anyways, Nadir, we no. love you. And thank Actually, Nadir is the one who inspired us. He's the one who said, we got to do video this time. And that's what he does. Did he? Yeah. So everyone who's looking at our ugly faces right now, <laughs> <Good> morning, <laughs> so you could you could thank <laughs> my dear for that. Um, yeah. So I think having a grand vision like that is, uh, is the best way to live. Um, great for me. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I was looking at, uh, so I was, I've got pictures. I was looking through some old pictures the other day and I saw like I was at the inauguration in twenty sixteen with Brandon <clears> in <throat> DC.
1: Are <laughs> like, right, you, right, you wanna get into that?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> you gotta get into it. You gotta get into right, it, it for multiple multiple reasons. Cause I think again this ties back to what we were saying about racism earlier too and how like every like just for your for your own good, like like people yeah. people really just need to, to let go and lighten up and not be so tied to physically like what it is that they look like because you are not this. This is just what you've yep. been given without yep. a choice. This is what you've been given and you make the most of it and realize that this is not actually you. So that's why <laughs> like racism, like just chill. <laughs> so um, I think back to 2016. Um, oh, and by the way, everyone who's listening to the audio, I was pointing to myself. <laughs> uh, just now. Uh, but uh twenty sixteen, I went to the inauguration with uh our buddy Brandon Hauser in Washington, DC. And for all of you listening right now, obviously you know who got <laughs> elected in 2016. Um and I have to I have to say a lot of things here. So first and foremost, before the election, um, you know, obviously this this individual is a very outspoken and loudmouth, and it's re- it's actually very, very, very comical to me how um even you know, six—you can say six or seven years ago—every single person in Hollywood or any anyone who's kind of like a part of the mainstream media or influence, like they would, they would, they would die. They would give anything to be seen at like a Donald Trump hotel party or something like that. Right? Like it was, it was like, it was like the cool thing. And it's amazing how like within you know this short period of time, all of a sudden it's just come, become the complete opposite, and people just forget things so quickly. <laughs> Um, cause All I guarantee right. you as, as a person, he's, you know, he's still pretty much probably been the same person this whole time, but I, I mm-hmm. really liked when he was running for office because, um, most, as far as I could see, you know, most politicians always get their money from an influencing source that inspires them to say what they're going to say. Um, like a lot of times it's not their own money. So they got to say what whoever's paying them wants them to say. And so when Trump was running for office, I was like, yo, that's sick because like this guy's not a traditional politician. He's a businessman and I, you know, I view myself as a businessman and he's funding his own campaign. Therefore, you know, he actually, he actually might be saying exactly what he wants to say. Like he's not being influenced by anyone. And I think that was actually, I think that was actually pretty true when he was running for office. Um, and then also, you know, when it came down between, between him and Hillary, Because Trump didn't really have much of a uh, political history, but Hillary did, you know, Hillary's killed, not solely responsible, but a part of the deaths of many people, along with uh, someone that many people consider a saint, pretty much any president, George Bush, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, all of them are not directly, but tied to the responsibility of deaths of millions of people. It's plain and simple. Yep. Yep. Do your research. Um, <clears throat> so Trump's coming through and he didn't really have any evidence like that against him cause he's, he hasn't been in politics. And so, um, and then another thing, because I'm, I'm black, you know, you're supposed to vote for Democrat. You're supposed to vote blue cause you're black. Otherwise, otherwise you're just being <laughs> racist to yourself. I'm like you know, anyone that's coming at me like that. I'm just like bro, get out of my face and start thinking for yourself. Cause that is the most idiotic thing ever. <laughs> and even more idiotic from, well, not even more, but like, it's, it's like, it's not like I'm doing any better, honestly, by still voting Republican at the time. But at the time I thought that was the best way to stick it to the system and be like, screw you. I don't care. Like right. what color I am. I'm, I'm going to vote for like what I, I want to vote for. And so I, I voted yeah. for Trump. And, and since then I've kind of gotten to a point in life where it's like, pff, I mean, I just was quoted on this on a podcast I was on recently, but you're never going to vote your way into freedom and uh, you're never going to vote. You're never going to vote. If a system's broken, voting into, it's not going to fix it. It's just going to continue to keep it broken. So there's my two two cents on voting and taking a political stance. But um, so yeah, so I voted for Trump. I went to the inauguration and I I was just looking at how, um, you know, how big of a memory that was for me in my life and how, in that moment, how proud I was because, um, you know, in a way also when Trump did win that election, how they, how they portrayed it on the media was like, he won on a Hail Mary. Like he wasn't supposed to win and he just came out of nowhere and just won. And again, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff, one of my buddies, Jeff Berwick, who runs the conference I'm going to in Acapulco, Mexico, <laughs> he always says presidents aren't elected, they're selected. I'm like, yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I was all in on Trump and then I started just self educating myself once Bitcoin came out and I started realizing all these different flaws in the government that I'd never noticed before and then I also started to realize that Trump was simply just becoming the next puppet um, again you know this is all my opinion I, I believe that you know anyone who's a president is simply taking orders from a source that we can't see and so it's, that's one another reason why I do crack up with people let whatever he's doing or whatever he's saying literally control and ruin their life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You should never stoop that low for one person to, to make you feel a certain way. That's just like, again, that's limiting to yourself. So um, whatever's happening in the world right now, it's not because of one person and if it is because of one person, it's not because of the one person that we think is doing it in reference to Donald Trump. Like there's, there's other influencing factors coming into what's taking place in the world. And I can't really remember where I'm going with this except for, um, you know, based on my own experiences and research and just living of 28 great years of life, this is where I'm at. And I've also gotten to the point where I realize, like me saying this and believing these things definitely labels me as some would say as crazy. Um, but I have, I have peace. I have peace in this craziness and peace that I've never had before. And uh, it's, um, yep. you know, it's very, very much so also tied to the spirituality aspect that we we're discussing because we've got a beautiful spirit that's going to live forever. So this is the chapter, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You listening to me right now and me yeah. saying this and everything that we're experiencing in this very moment is only a piece of something that goes on endlessly. And you're part of it, whether you like it or not.
1: I was, um, it just made me think of like, and you know, uh, take everything with a grain of salt, you know, whether you believe it or not, or whatever, if you want to believe it, if you choose not to believe it. I was just watching some video, <laughs> I got into like a little rabbit hole late at night on YouTube, and I, I watched this video. It was like in my recommendations uh like the universe and like earth and what's going to happen way in the future of like how everything is going to like eventually fade out like for our universe mm-hmm. and then it, it then it showed that there is like oh wait no and then it expanded out at the end like first of all i would say i was like this is like a 30 minute video i got like 10 minutes in and i thought it was like at the end and then i realized there was still 20 minutes left and i'm like how is, like, all this going to happen, mainly? Like, <laughs> it was just, like, blowing my mind. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Dude, I
2: had... It was mean, like,
1: I... Earth, Earth was, like, long gone. Earth was, like, long gone, you know, and you think, all right, that's, like, near the end of the video. <laughs> and <laughs> there's still 20 minutes left, and I was like, what? It was just funny. I mean, whether to believe it or not, you know, like, it's up to whoever, and I don't even know what I necessarily think, but it was just cool to see, like, what it what it thought would maybe you know what's someone's opinion of like what's going to happen maybe it's like kind of scientifically proven or like what they think is going to happen this is crazy like you yeah. know everything the solar systems and like everything's going to turn into black holes and then the black holes are going to become something and then <laughs> yeah and that's going to radiate the light of the universe and then the black holes are eventually all going to die and then and <laughs> the universe itself is going to die, and then it's like it expands out, and like oh, the universe there's like billions of universes now, and it's like, and our universe is constantly expanding, which is like scientifically proven. But like, I don't know, this is crazy <laughs> stuff. It's like, well, Whoa. you know,
0: you know, uh, I got that shirt. You can go on ix dot shop, ladies and gentlemen, and buy the shirt that says "Science is Religion." And I love <laughs> that <laughs> because uh, you know, in in a sense like we were discussing earlier you know religion is very much man made or altered by man throughout its existence yeah and so is science ladies and gentlemen if you look at it if you really look at it science is a man made way to basically say what's real and what's not real and
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: all just based on everything we know like we just plain and simple we don't know everything and we have to come to the acceptance that we will n- never know never. everything never And if you can actually admit and know that you know nothing, I'd say that actually is the cornerstone of wisdom. So with that Mm -hmm. being said, everything that Johnny and I have discussed today, to be completely honest, like we really don't know any of that for a fact. Like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's the honest way to look at it. And so... In a way, yeah, science, science is religion. And the cool thing about science being a religion is you look at, like, the periodic table of elements from, like, even just, like, the 1970s or whatever. There was, you know, uh, this is going to be off a little bit, but there was, like, 11 or 12 elements. And then the periodic table of elements today has got, like, I don't know, 30 or 40 elements on it or something like that. And so I it's, like, remember. in the 70s, we thought we knew everything. And then now we think we knew everything. And, like, science is going to continue to keep thinking that it knows everything, but it's also going to continue to actually not know everything and
1: um yeah it's there's just more to find there's just more that's gonna be found out you know always, mm-hmm. and we're never gonna know everything we're always gonna be learning new things like more things that are true or not true that we thought were true <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, uh, I, I just i just got i got into a sorry cut you off i i just i just recently kind of got into a thing where I'm like really interested in learning about like um the universe and like what, what is kind of known and stuff because there's so much unknown, you know, like how fast is the universe expanding and stuff? Uh, you know, that's, those are incredible things like to think about and uh, it's just, it's just wild.
0: Yeah. And I would say even with going, learning information like that or, or studying subjects like that, my, one of my biggest takeaways has been, um, you know, no matter what it may be, whether it's the universe or um, you know how how long the world has been in existence, that type of thing is like. So, <clears throat> if I was, if I were to be one of the uh, you know powers that be, one of these kind of as we were referring to, one of these evil sources or whoever it is that's really trying to control the world and manipulate the world, if I were to be one of those individuals one of the best ways to limit and control a population is to make that population feel like they're so small and insignificant that there's nothing that they can do to influence Mm. what I have in control. And I say that meaning, so when you go into topics of, we'll start with evolution, for example, and the universe and being billions and billions and billions and billions of years old, Yeah. If you grow up believing that and thinking that, then you do start to think of yourself as like, wow, I'm literally just this little speck of sand.
1: Yeah, insignificant in the grand scheme of
0: time. But if you were taught, imagine if none of that was ever taught, and you were taught that, you know, it's just Earth. It's the only thing that exists. And we've only been around for a few thousand years. You're going to, Mm -hmm. without thinking about it, you're going to naturally think that you have the chance to make a bigger impact Knowing that things aren't as big, and so yeah. <clears throat> when it comes to when it even comes to people that that believe in, in flat earth uh I, like i shouldn't <laughs> even i shouldn't even i should not even laugh at them because it's we go back to the subject or the topic of like uh, what is it uh, admitting that you know nothing right so
2: yeah yeah,
0: right it's like have the have the humility to listen. To everyone, you don't have to accept everything, but have the humility mm-hmm. to listen to everyone and, uh, and you know, focus on the things that actually really do matter to your life. Cause I, I look at like that, like I just said, like the flat earth thing, and it's kind of like, you know what? No matter what the universe is, or if, it, if, it, if this was flat, it's like, I don't think my life in the time frame that I believe I have to maximize my life, it really, it really doesn't matter. It does not matter. Right. Like, I'm going to I'm going to do what I got to do regardless of that type of information. So
2: um
0: <clears throat> that's that's a that's a message I got
1: for for our beautiful listeners. <laughs> great message, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, wow. Yeah, just admitting that you know nothing and the grand scheme of things is a great way to look at it.
0: <laughs> I think that's uh there's a famous philosopher that that was big on that statement. It was either like Socrates or Plato. I think Plato was uh, was definitely the allegory of the cave, which is um, do you know the allegory of the cave?
3: <clears throat>
0: You've probably heard it before, seen it in different different depictions. But basically, I might have even used it on the show before, like on our first call. But basically, it's like it's a story of people in a cave, <clears throat> like just in pure darkness and they are born into darkness and that's that's all they know is just this world of darkness and then Hmm. over over time some people come down into the cave and they've got like lamps or, or torches or lights or whatever and all of a sudden wherever these people exploring through the cave kind of set up their shadows are being cast onto the wall so the people who are in the darkness can see the shadows being cast into the wall and they're like this is like something they've never seen this before it's like oh my goodness like that's something new like there's more to life than what we thought there's something going on over there. And um, eventually one of the people who's like kind of shackled or trapped in darkness finds his way out and like goes over and sees like the shadows are like actually other people just like him. It's like, Whoa. And then like basically this person just continues to make their way through the cave to the point where they make it to land and they go around and they walk around and they check out land and they walk up to a, like a lake or a pond and they see a reflection of themselves it's the first time they've ever seen themselves see what they look at and they're just like, their mind is just blown. Like they can't even, almost can't even handle it. And mm-hmm. the story goes like, so there's basically, when that happens to someone in their life, there's two types of people. There's the type of people that, again, one, they like, they just can't believe it all. They just can't handle it. They don't know what to do besides just go running back into the cave and just go back to what they know into darkness. Or <laughs> there's the people that, just like, continue to pursue this quest of, of truth or like, what what is reality? Because they go back down to the cave and they try to tell everyone like what they've seen and what they've experienced. And everyone in the cave is just like, dude, you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? That, I bet none of that even, like you're crazy, you lost your mind. And so that person, you know, so they either go back into the cave, they go, oh, yeah, yeah, right, you're right, I am crazy. None of that happened. Or they go, sorry, I'm on a mission. <laughs> and go on, and you know, so uh, that's like a little bit of a chopped up version of the allegory of the cave, but that's like kind of the mm-hmm. storyline, and that's uh, a really good way to compare to life experiences. I think, especially the ones that you and I are talking about right now,
1: yeah, yeah, that's yeah, uh, I like that, I really do. Who that was, Plato or something, you said,
0: I want to say Plato, if it wasn't Plato, then it was Socrates, <clears throat> smart man. Very smart. Greek. <laughs> and that's okay. So those are two other references where it's like, who do you want to strive to be like? You know, those are, the, those are the guys you want to aim for right there.
1: Mm-hmm. How about Albert Einstein? Man. I don't know if I want to be like his smartest him or something, but that dude too. Yeah, As far as like his understanding of things and kind of knowing that he doesn't, even though he knew more than like anybody, <laughs> like, he thought he didn't know anything. Yeah, like, In the grand scheme of things
0: too. Einstein reminded me. Some someone who's got some great quotes. I didn't really. I never really studied his mind that much, but I know Mark Mark Twain was pretty good too. Really? Yeah, Mark Twain's got some great quotes.
2: Mark Twain.
0: So. <laughs> and yeah, poppy seed's gonna have some good quotes here soon too
2: dude beast <laughs> dude beast <laughs> all right Ugh. um
0: I think we could we could probably get ready to shut it down here what do you, what do you, you yeah, got that's probably,
1: I think I think it's a good spot to wrap it up too I don't yeah I, that's a that's a deep topic that that can go on forever but like you know yeah yeah
0: I think uh yeah, I think I think that was pretty much. Uh, we went pretty deep. Uh, everyone, go check out. You got to go check out the last long format interviews as well. Episode fifty nine and seventy one. Um, yeah, we definitely went deep on those too. But even even from those, leading up into this one, Johnny. I mean, I feel like our you know our minds continue to grow and our perceptions of reality change. And you know, mm-hmm. we just we just here to here to make an impact and influence you guys to think outside of the
1: box. Yeah, I think a great way to look at it is just, like, yeah, that's exactly it. Get, like, have, encourage other people to have open minds about things and not be closed-minded. And just, like, try to learn things and understand things better uh, is a great way to look at it. And, like, when you listen to what we have to say question things, be like, huh, interesting. Maybe I should look more into that. And just be like that about everything you think you already know is how it is. It's a great way to live life, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And I would actually, to play off of what you just said, for anyone listening or watching right now, in a way, I I would actually be very upset if you listened to this entire interview and agreed with every (laughs) single thing that we've said, because yeah, I think to have an open mind, you, you want your, you want your opinion and your open mindedness and your beliefs to be like so unique that it's just, tr- it's true to you. And, uh, mm-hmm. cause you know, like I mentioned Doug Casey a lot on this call to mention Jeff Berwick and a few other influential people, thought leaders, I would say that are out there and I'll be the first one to tell you like, it, and I like Jordan Peterson a lot. I know we haven't talked about him yet. I love what a lot <laughs> of those guys have to say, but that does not mean I agree with hundred percent at all. No, you know? Yeah, right, Exactly. <laughs> And I'm sure even yeah. you and I, you, even you and I don't agree on a hundred percent of everything. So
1: no, that, I'm sure. No, we, we could definitely find things that we disagree on.
0: It'd be, it'd be boring if we um, did.
1: Yeah. If everybody <laughs> thought the same things, like, yeah, life would be very boring. There'd be no debate. There'd be no, yeah. Everything mm. would be very vanilla. <laughs>
0: I could go for some vanilla ice cream right now. I don't, need, I don't, know, I
1: don't know if they clear the, oh, the streets more. Yeah,
0: maybe. Forgot, I forgot I'm in the middle of snowmageddon still.
1: Yeah, they, they <clears throat> have anything open for ice cream?
0: <laughs> I mean, actually, the ice cream supply in the stores is probably still there because it's like, who wants ice cream right now? You know? Oh, are you there? Am I losing you? Okay, we had a little we had a little glitch there. I want to say uh, I
1: see the connection's red.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real quick, I, I this is one book that I'm going to be reading soon here. Uh The Millionaire Moses. And I don't know all the details about it, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's about um uh you know, Moses from the Bible and how like there's a lot apparently and the reason why I got this book is because um it talks about the wealth of Moses and from what I've heard, cause again, I haven't read it yet, but it, it basically just talks about, cause you know, Moses in the Bible, you, you kind of just view him as like, I guess a prophet or like someone that was leading the people. But meanwhile, you didn't really know much about like the details of his life. This guy was actually like balling apparently. <laughs> I think that's yeah. why I got this book. Cause it's kind of like, yo, did you know Moses was a millionaire? Apparently he was, I think. Yeah. I, mean, I
1: haven't read I it yet. I so. definitely didn't know that yeah if he was like i know like as far as like he was um he was royalty in egypt he was taken in by like the egypt family even though he was a hebrew right and so he was like a prince of egypt and then uh decided to leave that so i didn't know like as far as after that goes if he became something huge like as like a farmer or something <laughs> <lifestyle>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have no idea. I just know that, like, that storyline is what caught my attention, and that's why I got the book, and uh, I, I really would be in the wrong position to to tell anyone. Um, yeah, you have to let me know. Let me see what it says. Uh, does it have a definition of the introduction? No, it doesn't really have... He's a businessman. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll we'll update you guys on the next. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely gonna do a book review for that, so stay tuned. Check out un- Untitled. My vlog. So
1: before we go, what what's episode 100 gonna be?
0: Yeah, let me look. Because <clears throat> <laughs> I've got something. Yeah,
2: they, special.
0: Yeah, I do. This is gonna be. Huh. I might move Most this 100. up episode 93 is coming out on Thursday and I normally just release the, like we're doing, this is the the long format because I'm so passionate about it. I just release them as soon as I can. I might actually have to wait on this one cause I got some travels coming up, but, uh, yeah. So this, well, this one's going to be probably episode 90, but somewhere between 94 and 96. And then, uh, one hundred mm-hmm. right now. I have it marked as Michael Flight, which is one of my bosses. I don't know if you've ever, you know, who he is, but I don't think you ever had a chance to meet him.
1: Yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of connected with him. He, he added me on Facebook and on like LinkedIn or or vice versa. But I don't remember. Okay. But yeah. So I'm definitely aware of Michael Flight and
0: who yeah. he is. Yeah. So he, uh, well, I, there's another individual, and I'm not going to say a name cause I'm kind of waiting for them to take the lead on this because they've reached out to me before and they said that they wanted to interview me on dream chasers. And this was like, mm-hmm. this is like back, like this is when we were in like episode 50 and stuff. And I was like, great. Yeah, let's set it up. So we set it up, but they ended up having to cancel because they had some things come up, family issues. Um, and so I was very understanding and i was just like, Hey, you know, follow up with me when you're ready and, and we'll do it. And I followed up with them again about a month ago and I haven't heard back yet. And so Michael just reached out to me like a couple of days ago and he's like, Hey, do you want me to interview you for dream chasers? And I was like, ah, man, I kind of would like to have Michael interview me because I yeah. know it'd be a great interview. I also do yeah. currently have some loyalties tied to someone else that wanted to do it, but they're not following up. So man, I think man, I'm going to give man, Michael the green light um, to interview me I for the show and that'll be episode 100. And then after that um, I can't remember if I told you, but I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to take, A sixty-three day break from the show and kind of just take a step back and figure out how to make it better. Um, how I want to monetize the the email system. Um and the reason why I pick sixty-three days is because you know my number is nine, so six plus three equals nine.
2: uh, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Uh, I'll throw uh, this I'll throw this (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna throw I'm gonna
0: throw this teaser out there though. My buddy Mustafa, who I referenced earlier um man that that dude is truly um special guy that god's brought into my life and uh he speaks arabic as his first language and he's very passionate about the same things that we're passionate about poppy and uh he wants to potentially start doing a version of dream chasers in arabic and i was like So I've kind of given him the timeline. I let him know I'm going to take a break and stuff and that if he wants to be a part of the future of Dream Chasers, which I would love for him to be because he'd be really good at it, especially doing it in Arabic, um, you know, that would be around June when uh, I I make the comeback from Dream Chasers roughly would be around June time. And then also when potentially Dream Chasers in Arabic comes out. (laughs) So we shall that's a super that's a super teaser right there like actually pretty much nobody knows that except for everyone listening right now and you Johnny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> love it that's cool good stuff so if anybody listens to this deep they get a little bit of info
0: yeah and I wrote I don't know if you saw my newsletter for uh January for 2020 and just kind of defining or writing down a word that will guide you guide you through this year and um the word that... Yeah,
1: was, I kind of did see that, but what was your word again?
0: My Well, my word, I didn't put it in the email, but it was cool because uh, I, I actually got a lot of responses from people from that email and the word that they were going to use this year, and oh, uh, one of my buddies, Alper, is his first name, and I always struggle to say his last name. He's from Romania, but he lives in Chicago, and I actually met him through da, 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 Michael Flight, <laughs> but Alper, nice. um, who's he's about our age, pretty successful, young business guy, also in commercial real estate. But he said that his word for 2020 was courage. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I didn't fully think of the one that I want to use yet this year. And I really like that one. So Alper, if you are listening right now, because I don't even know if I told you this, but courage has become my word for 2020. And I even wrote it down. I don't know if you can see it there.
1: Can you see it? Yep. <laughs>
2: courage.
1: Yeah. So... I'm I'm kind of torn between two words right now for myself after you said courage because they're kind of tied together but um, the first thing that popped in my head after you just said it was my word needs to be create Mm. but um, that is really good even dating back before that though my my word that I've been kind of trying to put into my life 100% is fearless but that kind of goes hand in hand as far as like creating and just doing and not not worrying about anything, not being afraid of like other people's opinions or whatever else it might be of whatever I'm doing. Yeah. So you know, well, cur- hand in hand.
0: Courage and fearless. Those are very relatable. I really like create. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to leave it to you if you take it. If you take create, then I'm just going to feed off of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But man, I mean, that's that's pretty much what we were put on this. As far as I'm concerned, that's what we were put on this earth to do: was to create. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. Agreed.
0: And just live out, you know, God, the ultimate creator, created the universe, created, you know. Again, we know nothing at the end of the day, but as far yeah. as we believe, we were created by a creator. Therefore, we are creators too.
1: Yeah, couldn't agree more. And that there's just so much you find your fulfillment in like creating more than anything. in, in my opinion, like consuming, like doesn't it, like there's still like, there's some kind of void there. Like, Oh, I can watch all these videos or like think I'm like learning stuff, but like th- there's a void that's still there. And then, like that's filled by like creating in my opinion, when you actually put things out there.
0: And speaking of creating, um, I'm going to release it here soon. It might even be out. Before this interview goes out, but I just uh, I just made a new song on FL Studio.
1: Oh, didn't you send me that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you listen. I want. I kind of want to play it now, but I don't know if it'll do it justice playing it like over the microphone. So <laughs> I, I am gonna upload <laughs> the song it to
2: the end. Add yeah, it to I, the end of the I'll, I'll
0: think. I'll either do that or for everyone listening or watching. Um, I'm just. I'm gonna add it as its own separate. Like it'll show up as an episode on the podcast. But it'll it'll just be the song, and uh, um, for, th- for those of you who don't know, I've I've created electronic music throughout my life, starting I'd say in middle school, and then it's just always been a side <laughs> hobby. I maybe make one two songs a year at the most right now. It's just like I was just locked in the snow for four days, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna make a song. <laughs> and uh, my older brother Mikey was the one who introduced me to FL Studio. So when I was trying to think of a name for the song, I messaged him. I was like, hey. I'm making a new song on FL. Uh what should I call it? And he said to call it Dirt Stick. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like Mikey Mikey's just he's just goofy, man. And actually it's funny. I think as far as we know, from what we've been told by our parents, um my older brother Mikey actually has the highest IQ out of all of us. Um so <laughs> Yeah, Mikey's a he didn't, that's interesting. He, he's a smart wow s- he's a smart guy. So he told me to You call know why that's
1: interesting to me too? Like not to like get personal with your family, but I oh, know your sorry. mom's side is very smart.
0: Yeah. You're right.
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> any part of your mom.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. Wow. Different mom. Very interesting. You're right. I should you gotta dude. <laughs> I don't know if my parents are going to listen to this, but that'd be great to bring up because uh, my mom always likes to like flex on how she's smarter than my dad. But the fact that <laughs> Mikey has the highest IQ out of all of us, Mikey, he's like borderline genius IQ. And, uh, really that's so and, and interesting. for everyone listening. is—you te- know technically he's my is my half brother. He has a different mother than um, myself and, and my other siblings. But, uh, hmm. <laughs> dude, yeah, Mikey, Mikey's, uh, on paper, I guess he's the smartest and I know he would like to hear that. So,
1: you know, I'm stereo. I'm stereotyping geniuses right now too, and I like feel like Mikey doesn't fit the fit it just because Mikey is so personable and has like a great way to talk to people. And I feel like geniuses sometimes lack like social skills, you know. Right. And he's like it's the best there is at that. I feel yeah. like
0: yeah, yeah. He's super social, and um, yeah. And another thing too. I mean, if you look at my siblings and and so Mikey, Mikey went to college, but he never. I don't know if actually he might've, I should even, I should know this. He might've finished his degree like later, but he didn't finish it. Like mm-hmm. during the traditional four years, he dropped out. And uh, again, it right. just goes to show like, <clears throat> yeah, just cause you're a genius doesn't mean you have to go to college. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Cause he's Shout killing
0: He's killing it. And, uh, if anyone listening, if you've never heard of a Traeger grill before, Mikey is a sales rep for Traeger. And he's like in the top 5% of sales rep for the company in, in the country. So he's just like, dude's amazing. He's killing like, it. We keep, we keep pumping him up because like, he deserves it. <laughs> uh, he yeah. introduced me to FL Studio. I don't know why he named, wanted to name the song Dirt Stick. It's just so random. But it's freaking, the two, I
1: said the first words that popped into his head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I, when I said it to him, I'd said it to him to check it out. He said, responded to the email. He said, he said Ooh, dirty. And sticky. <laughs> to, it makes sense. And then it was funny, like Google gave me like the op- like the options for like auto reply. And when he said that it was dirty and sticky, he put like a bunch of like fruit emojis in it. And then so Google Google was like telling me to auto reply like like, ooh, sounds yummy. Ooh, thank you. No <laughs> I was, I was, like, uh, um, and the, the auto reply like had nothing to do with this the subjects that we were discussing because he put the fruit emojis in there, it thought like to say, ooh, yum. (laughs) Interesting. Very interessante. Yeah, well, this has been we've been trying to close this. This is like this is how when Johnny and I have phone like regular phone calls, we say goodbye like 10 times before we actually hang
1: up. Yeah, it's like all right. I got all right. I gotta get going. I gotta do this, this. And then uh, forty-five more minutes goes by. Because <laughs> we honestly, we really don't talk like this too often. But when we do, it's like for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So cause we got we got a lot to catch up on, you know. And, and uh, I know we uh, do talk, but like we do talk because we work. Like I do, I help you out with things, you know, mm-hmm. as far as uh, IX brand goes. So we we text we regularly, text a lot, and we're yeah. part of our group chats with our friends. But Yeah, um, we actually
0: do communicate daily. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> <to you. laughs> Power of the internet. Um, yeah. and Nadir, Nadir is a little bit similar manner. He's not really involved with like the group chats as much. But I know for me, yeah. when I do, I always I get a little bit nervous whenever I do start talking to him on the phone because I know, like, you get on the <laughs> phone with Nadir, it's going to be a two hour plus conversation. Like, there's no avoiding it. <laughs> And it's always good. It it's good. just like the thought of it being two hours kind of scares you from starting it sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah. You got to make sure it's like after you've gotten everything done that you need to get done for a time period. <laughs> right. I mean, that's kind of goes for us too. If we're, <laughs> if we were going to talk too. Exactly. That's why, <laughs> that's,
0: that's why we're doing this.
1: Uh, yeah. We we set time for this in our schedules to make this happen. Yeah, That's for sure. Yep. yep. <sighs> All right, pops. Shout out to Nadir though. Shout out to Nadir real quick. Um, Cause I, Nadir, we got to catch up. I got to hit you up so we can talk for two hours.
0: <laughs> He's really going to be happy to hear it. Hear uh, your open mindedness. I guarantee it. I'm happy to hear. I'm really happy. You had the confidence to share it. Cause uh, yeah, definitely yeah. making yourself vulnerable, but that's how you, that's how you got to do it. Um, oh man. I had another thought just run through my head, but it's slipping. So <clears throat> I don't know. We'll bring it. We'll bring the thought back on the next call.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe actually, well, it, it works out when we don't really have any subjects to talk about. That's no, what we, that's we did to today.
0: <laughs> we, we didn't, yeah. yeah. There's no subjects today. So I don't
1: even know what the best plan is if there's, like, bringing something to the table. I guess it just, if you have something, bring it. If not, it.
0: <laughs> I guess. Oh, well, you're talking about, sh- <laughs> you're talking about shout outs. Um, maybe we should just give, give some shout outs here real quick to, uh, to, I don't know, people in people in your life. Cause like, for me, I know I've been Snapchatting a lot of people <laughs> the past few days. Cause I got no, no other way to really entertain myself. Wait, Nadir says he's here. What the heck? <laughs> he must have he must have logged on for like two seconds we didn't hear him but it's it was typical typical Uh nad um he's like uh i don't think i'm ready for it honestly it's quite noisy here (laughs) (laughs) he got a little bit nervous but that's why we love oh that's what i was gonna say guys make sure shout outs go check out nadir price on instagram it's n-a-d-i-r-p-r-i-c-e and you'll be like wow his Instagram is definitely better than both of ours.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. I love his Instagram.
0: He is a true creator. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. see Trying to
1: shout people out. What are you trying to do?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you have any shout outs you wanted to give?
1: I'll shout out. I'll say shout out to the Todd's. Our our boys at Todd squad. You all know who you are. Um, if you're watching, Love you, boys. Always great times with the squad. Um, yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say. Uh, let's see who who's been getting me through this snowstorm. Kathleen O'Brien, yeah. shout out because we've been playing like snap Snapchat pool and uh, like all the little games. I don't know you ever you ever played the games on Snapchat?
1: I've done it before. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been like a long time out since they're, I did anything like they're that. They're actually pretty doity. I like never use Snapchat to be honest, other than the when I snap the boys my Bang Energy drinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> actually, I, I think this is this Inside is like jokes. this is like this is like PG though. I think actually I could share this one. I was talking to Nadir about it because we were talking about Bang Energy, and you know uh-huh. that one that one guy on YouTube. His name is like Vitaly or Vitali or whatever. Uh, Vital, he's, like, a Russian guy, but he's, like, been in the U.S. Yeah. for a while. He does, like, prank videos.
1: He, he was like, yeah, he used to do prank videos, yeah.
0: He still kind of does, and so, like, he was going around uh, somewhere in the U.S., <laughs> just randomly just walking up to people and just be like, hey, do you want a bang? <laughs> and, like, and just kind of, like, <laughs> leaving it at that until they, like, give him a response. I haven't looked at the video yet, but Nadir was telling me about it, and apparently Nadir was laughing his butt off uh, because, like, this guy would walk up to people and say it, and some, some people would be, like, Nadir said there was like a couple of like gay guys that he like walked up to and asked and they were like, Yeah, yeah, like where like where do you wanna go? And then he would be like, No, no, I mean like like a bang, like like an energy drink.
2: <laughs> so,
0: um that guy, I would say that dude is very controversial and I'm not quite sure what his uh what his yeah. uh, what his underlying motives are because I've seen some of his videos, but I, I did have to admit,
1: like when Nadir told me that I was I was laughing. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, he's definitely controversial, but he's 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 funny too. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't think I necessarily like that guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well I have to say, you know. He's, you, yeah,
2: he's yeah, yeah. Cause you know,
0: you, you, you the fact that we don't know him and we have an opinion on him <coughs> that right. does that does show that, you know, he, he's doing things. He's doing things. So you gotta respect it.
2: Right, yeah. Respect for that.
0: Um Sammy, you know what, Sammy, I don't know your last name, but we met last month and you sh- I sent her a video of me dancing or something and she was like, ha ha, you are, you are goals or something like that. And I was like, it's like you saying that to me, that, that's goals for me. So I'm happy you like me dancing. <laughs> uh, Jen, thank you for the care package the other day. That was clutch. Otherwise, I would have been eating bologna, rice and tuna for the rest of this snowmageddon. Josh Cell, shout out. Josh Cell, we gave you a shout out earlier. Uncle Juice, as we like uh, to call Joosh.
1: you. Speaking of speaking of Juice, I need to hit him up.
0: Yeah, definitely got to hit that guy up. Juice, Juice is the only one that doesn't have a Bitmoji in my feed. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Mustafa, we already gave you shout outs. Poppy, you're definitely gonna meet him eventually. Um, yeah, sound, actually, sounds like okay. we'll probably get him on one of these. Honestly. Um, Kurt Vader's, Darth Vader. He doesn't have any or actually no, he doesn't have Instagram. He's only accessible through Snapchat. Gustavo already gave you a shout out. All the Todds. Um, the Goyles. <laughs> I've got the Goyles here. That's uh Chelsea and Nicole. You guys know who you are. Goyles. Yeah. Kyla. Alright, I think that's enough. Brandon to Coll- Brandon
2: Collins. Shout out to
0: huh?
2: I just said, shouts
0: out to the peeps. Oh, I thought you said keys. Give the Irish bros a shout out. Cannon and Chaz oh, Irish.
1: Yeah, shout out to the Irish bros. <clears throat> Love you boys. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely hang out with them uh, out of like all the boys. I hang out with them the most. I feel like, well, them are juice. You know, juice and Courtney, because uh, you know, gives someone for me and Brooke to hang out with. <laughs> Not just for that reason, but. <laughs> 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 dude no it's yeah.
0: it's important when you yeah you gotta have from my days as, as being in a relationship when you got the whole couple connection and go a couple dates
2: yeah
0: definitely makes it uh
2: yeah
1: it's good it's good to have that <laughs> it makes it easier like it's hard to like if you're you want like when you're just with the boys like you don't really want your i don't know, you're you right, you know. Really want yeah well, so I it's mean, like oh so you can't be a part of that like because it's just like <laughs> she wouldn't like it anyways <laughs> first off but
0: that's an important yeah. thing that uh i would just say just advice to people in relationships out there because it was one thing that i feel like <clears throat> i i didn't do enough of in the last relationship that i was in and i think uh it just would have been would have been healthy and i think it's healthy for anyone who's in a relationship is to really set aside time to have like, for if you're a girl, like to just have girls nights with just you and the girls, no guys around. And then yeah. for the boys to have time with just the boys. Cause like, if yeah. you're always with, if your person's always with you, um, it's just like, it's not, it's not bad, but in a way it is actually a little bit limiting and you kind of keep a certain aspect of yourself tied down within you that, if you don't do that, you never get a chance to express it. And then when you kind of hold that those feelings back, then they can leak over it maybe into other parts of your life where you wouldn't want that to happen. So,
1: I, I completely agree, 100%. Time with,
0: time with the boys is doity, as we like to say.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. All right, so we, we said goodbye three times now?
2: <laughs> yeah, three times.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, cool. Um, I actually do got to get going now that it's, now that it's noon. I got to get rolling here very shortly so start my my job stuff
0: (laughs) yeah oh i just remembered there's there's a few more couple more people i did i didn't give a shout out to i definitely need to give a shout out to and uh, that's because they're in a i've got a group chat here with basically todd squad of newfoundland (laughs) and so uh quick shout out to daddy's boys uh jordan jordan stamp (laughs) i already said uh kurt vaders charlie haynes Al Higgs, all the way from Turks and Caicos Islands. Al Higgs is another potential candidate for the show, too, for the long format. Absolutely. That's one of my boys. Um, nice. And I want to go to Turks and Caicos with him sometimes, see if we can find some opportunities there. Um, <clears throat> Scotty Oates. <clears throat> Scotty O. That dude is <laughs> a walking comedian. Oh, someone's knocking on my door. Well, well, we'll wrap this interview up here. That's a good time, man. Perfect time to do it. One moment. Be right there. <laughs> um, Poppy Seed, thank you. Everyone listening? In yeah, all you
1: talking. And <laughs>
0: all you think, say, and do, Johnny, I'll let you finish it.
2: And all you think, say, and do.
1: Take it to the next level.
3: Woo!